This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Metzger. And I'm Rachel Metzger. And we are on episode 40.5. Now, where is episode 40, you may ask? <laughs> Not here. Not ready yet, because it is it's a special. much longer than this one. Yeah, so this one's going to get us through until 40's ready. Um, but it's a special about... The Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac Killer. Rachel's favorite thing ever because she's weird. The Zodiac Killer specifically is not my favorite thing Whatever, ever. Whatever, man. But murderers are my favorite thing ever. True. Um, so, we did the ghost hunt. It's published. It's active. Go We're check it out. We're also going to do a reaction video. Yes, because my, my family doesn't know the few things that we did catch. By the way, we caught yeah, a couple up to things. Them, up to them, there was nothing. I mean, yeah, up to according them. to them. According to them, there was nothing. Um, yeah, according to them, there was nothing. So we're going to get their reactions. Also, our new camera is baller. Way better than the last one. That last one was crap. This one is awesome. It's legit. So our next ghost hunt, we're going to do before the end of next month. And uh, we already have a location and we already have the camera and we also have IR lights. So you'll actually be able to see, which will be and great. And we won't be so hot. So that'll be nice. Yeah, because uh, even tonight was like super nice, comparatively speaking. So, um, yeah, so we'll probably go do it in the next, uh, not this upcoming weekend, but the next weekend. And then I will edit the video. So, um, yeah, yep. way better camera. So the second one will be 10 times better. For instance, if you listen to my first, our first episode as a podcast, it was trash. <laughs> um Okay, so we do have some shout outs, which normally we save for the normal episode. But since the special may take us a minute, uh, we'll just do them now. So we have uh, TestCast, who uh, was uh, left a review mentioning that she was heartbroken that we didn't buy into the Denver airport airport thing, but she <laughs> forgave us. So thanks for that review. I uh, found that very funny. We have John Frobaum, I believe is how you say that. Chris Vaughn and Julia Rose Wenger. And then uh, I want to shout out Paranormal Life again. So I know we talked about them a couple podcasts ago um, and how like somebody thought that we were essentially ripping them off or whatever. But I just want to say like I shared with them that like thought because I thought it was funny and I just thought our logos being similar was cool. But they actually like went out of their way and like made a post about us and saying like, uh, you know, not to like, you know, spread hate about our show or whatever because we're clearly not a ripoff so that was really really cool of them and their uh commune which is like cult and commune together of uh listeners actually jumped over to the page and uh you know just like checked out the show and and were really cool about everything so i just thought that was really cool because i i honestly i just like their show and so that was the whole point of that and so but for them to like do all that was above and beyond so that was really cool of them but again check out their show they're really funny uh very well researched a really 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 good show paranormal life um Samantha Magalinez, Magalinez, Magalinez. I'm trying uh, <laughs> that one, but thank you for your comments. Uh, Grimmykin, uh, so she's been a longtime listener, but um, left a review. So thank you. You're going to have two entries in the uh, next drawing. Again, same with uh, um, TestCast and, and whoever else leaves an iTunes review. You get two entries in the next drawing, which we'll probably do with the special. I think that's a good time. Um, so we'll do a drawing uh, to remind you, we're going to do like a shirt winner, sticker winner, and potentially like a mystery box winner, something like that, or like a mix of the three. Um, that'd be a fun time. 
Then we got Sam B one one nine. Again, thank you for reaching out or for uh, leaving the review. Um, but we need to know who you are on social media. That way, if you do win with your two entries, we can get a hold of you. So please reach out. Or if you already have reached out, let us know who you are. Um, oh, you might be Samantha Magalanes <laughs> or it's someone else. I don't know. Um, Cheryl Claudine. Um, apparently, like you reached out months ago and I don't know how I missed it. Um, and then this one's a really fun one. So we actually have our own mandela effect happening on the show uh and we don't know how it happened or did i tell you about this no you give me a very strange look i have no idea what you're talking about tristan whitmire um i called her out and literally so i have like a running document with all these call outs that i do every week and tristan whitmire is right here fifth bullet point down for jane or june 5th so a long time ago right uh she reached out and said that she had just caught up on the show to the point that i called her out And she had never followed us on social media or had any way of us knowing she was a listener. And so, yeah. And so I went back through where I get these call outs from and Mm -hmm. I can't find how I knew she was a listener. So like there's no she didn't reach out. Uh, She said that she was a listener on PodCoin and maybe she like left a review or something on PodCoin, but she quit listening on PodCoin. I've never gotten any of these from PodCoin. I only get them from uh, iTunes reviews specifically. um, And she's not on there. Or Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. She said specifically, like, I just now followed you on social media. So that's our own. Wow. Yeah. I, and, and I literally, like, looked through everything. I don't know how I knew um, she was a listener. This is the weirdest thing. Because um, actually, the people that surround her, which, shout out to you guys again, are people like Jeff Cutshaw, uh, Bebhin, and uh, Mark Hills. Like, people that we interact with regularly. Mm-hmm. And she's just, like, sandwiched in there. Um, and she, like... I mean, imagine that that weird moment for her. She heard a shout out on a show that <laughs> she never like, reached um, out to. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, no. So it was very, very strange. I, like, uh, but I messaged her back. I was like, I have no clue how that happened. Um, Sharon Helene. It's like Helen, but with an extra E or a Helene. Uh, Helene, uh, darling. Um, thank you for your comments. And Elizabeth Scott. Also, thank you for reaching out as well. Um, yeah. So thanks, everybody. That was a good long list that time. Appreciate you. Yeah, appreciate you segment. I'm glad you're so like on board now. I'm so, not on board at all. That was making, I was making fun of you. Well, we've had multiple people on the reviews say we love the appreciate you segment. So no, no, no. There you go. No one said that. They did. No. They literally spelled it without the A. Yeah, I know. They're making fun of you, too. They're not making we're fun all, of me. We're all in a group of making fun of no, you. No, we're all in a group called Capital Skeptics, and they want to be appreciated what on the appreciate you, you segment. What you don't is we talk behind your back. You don't. And we I make do all fun the talking. <laughs> You don't do all the talking. I do lots of talking. Talking, yes, but not interacting. No, I do. I um, oh, I yeah, answer people all the time. Media. Yeah, Guys, right. if you ever gotten a GIF as an answer, it's, it's Rachel. Me. Yeah. Audrey doesn't answer in GIFs. I, I do. I actually try to like, you or know, Or if say any things. of your answers have lots of exclamation points, also me. Also her. I do the LOLs and ha-has. I do so many exclamation points, and I also do emojis. Yes. So please check out the ghost hunt on YouTube. I sent out some links on social media and I will have a couple more going out. Um, but if you can't find it, just put in skeptical skeptics goat man. And it's like the only thing that comes up, which now we're searchable. So that's cool. Um, but yeah, so check it out, like comment and su- subscribe. Cause our YouTube channel is literally like, this is the first real video that we've ever put out and I've never even shared the channel before. So it's obviously an infant. Um, but yeah, like, comment, and subscribe, because whenever we put out that second ghost hunt, like, it'll be so much better. I'm actually, like, embarrassed about how bad the video no, I'm is. I'm not. We, we were 
super noobs. We were totally joking around. Well, and also just so you guys know, this camera said IR all over it and it just like literally didn't even recognize an IR light, but we were committed. So there it was. Um, but anyway, so the next one will be a ton better. And I do want you guys to see that one because it'll be it'll be legit. So uh, but we had a lot of fun, actually. So it, I think it surprised you, right? How much fun we had. Um, yeah, it was, so. it was all right. No, it was a good time. Don't listen to her. Jeez. It was all right. She's the worst. Okay. I mean, it was just like walking around in a hot forest at nighttime. It wasn't but like it was funny. We was had okay. fun times. I mean, we always have fun times anywhere. That's true. I've had fun times with you at like the DMV. That doesn't make the DMV fun. It makes me fun. Anywho, let's begin. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to kind of ha- ask these questions as we got them. We kind of just took screenshots as we went along. Yeah, I'm not so really like they're not in a great order. Clumping them or anything. Well, and also, I don't really want to do that. I don't want to like talk only about our life or only about the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll like just, it's just it just is what it yeah. is. So. so the first question I'm going to ask is by from Jeremy Kratzer. I hate that I'm the one pronouncing these. Um, I believe it's Kratzer or Kratzer. Yeah. What paranormal event stands out as the event that got you interested in the paranormal? Do you have one? I don't know if I have an event. I think I like, I don't I don't know. I didn't have a lot of experiences like personally myself as a kid, but I am easily susceptible to like scary feelings and feeling freaked out and feeling all those kind of things. So like the few very small moments I did have were terrifying just in the fact that I couldn't explain them and they were creepy. Um, And I think just in general, I'm very interested in things in the world that I don't understand. And I always have been, which is actually the real reason why I'm obsessed with not obsessed. Why I really like serial serial killers and murderers, not because I want to be one or anything. It's just because I don't understand the way that they think and function. And that's really interesting to me. And that same kind of thing. I don't know if there was like one event. I've watched a lot of scary shows. I always have, cause I thought that it was interesting. Um, but yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't have like a specific thing that drew me to it. Same. So I have like five things that came to mind immediately. Um, one was like, um, the Ouija board experience, which led to, I believe my room being haunted as a child where, uh, and your whole house. Well, yeah, but specifically my room. Um, and you can listen to the listener stories one, I think where I talk about an alarm clock cord, like whipping me across the shoulder. That was obviously like the big one where it was personal. Um, but as far as my interest in it, um, I also think of the first time I ever went to like a haunted location, did a ghost tour, which was queen Mary. That got me very interested. Um, I also think of, the fact that like every October I would watch like the ghost shows on like history channel or like discovery. And I really truly adored them. Like I, I like horror and I always liked horror, but that, that like watching those was the first time it like really split for me where like one had the actual intrigue and then one was the scared feeling. And like when I was younger, like watching those paranormal shows, I would get both. And that was like really fun for me. And so then like I bought like all the DVDs of like, uh, ghost hunters like taps yeah. or whatever and like I still think of like you know like fall like pumpkin spice latte watching crappy ghost shows or go to ghost shows and uh, like I don't actually drink pumpkin spice latte it's a it's a reference to the season right um, but fires and like reading a book right um, to me so that's like really nostalgic um, and then I guess the last thing would be like my uh talking to my mom about like, like ghost stories in the Philippines and, and stuff like that. And like finding out that like people actually truly believe this stuff, um, which made me feel like the things that happened to me, like were validated, but then also super intrigued me into like what is behind all of it. 
Um, and so that's really what got me into the paranormal in general. And then like I got more into like aliens and then like conspiracy stuff. And then it just kind of grew from there. What's interesting is I actually absolutely hate all things horror. She does. Yeah. I am not a fan of being afraid. I don't like to feel afraid. It makes me very angry and upset to be afraid. I don't like I've never found the interest in horror movies. When I was a kid, I, I watched The Ring and I literally didn't sleep for like three weeks. And none of that is fun for me. Um, so it's a really weird mix for me of just like. In this situation, what's going to win out the fear or the curiosity because my curiosity for things like this is so big but my fear is also so big and I don't want to feel afraid in any way and so it's a very like interesting balance of that's why I'm so not not excited about ghost hunts is because the idea of it is super interesting but if something actually happened the fear would be bigger yeah um where like my fear faded over time I just like but also you have found it thrilling in some way when I never ever did yeah I just don't well I also just don't care that much anymore um but yeah so there's that okay so next actually i'm not i want to point oh no this. sorry real quick i was gonna mention um yeah actually so like as far as her fear and like hate of the not hate of the paranormal but like uh, it's kind of hard for me to get her into like certain things like this i was actually surprised that we did this as a podcast because our original ideas were really centered Don't talk around about that why because they someone asked us oh really so they add why this podcast, why this media, oh, okay, why yeah, this podcast. Okay, so, so we'll, talk, ta- about we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay, so um, the next person who asked a question, I want to point out, Steven Sorensen, you asked us two questions that we um, actually started looking into, and we decided that... They'll probably both make episodes. Yeah, or at least yeah. like make one episode well, actually, together. I was, I was pretty... Uh, on, on one of them, like I had already looked into it a little bit, and I already knew I wanted to do it. On the other one was just interesting as we looked into it. So both of those, um, yeah, we think they deserve more than just us giving it three seconds. Yeah, so we're not so. even going to talk about it right now, yep. but I also just don't want you to feel ignored in this. You yes. are, we are both aware of you. Both of are they're screenshotted. Just super ex- they're just super interesting and we want to talk about it yep, they're bigger. On, they're on the topics list. So. Um, so our next question is from Steve Murphy. He asked, what was the last thing that scared the shit out of you? And I know yours and it's really good. So go for it. What's mine? I don't think you shared it on the listener story episode. It's the one with the the toy, remember? Oh. And then the jan- handle. Weirdly enough, didn't scare me that much. Should have though. But it was. Should've. But it's like the only thing that's happened recently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was home alone. I think it was when you were on night shift. No, I was traveling. No, you weren't. You weren't traveling yet. It wasn't was summer. It, no, it wasn't this year. It was. Uh, I was in Nashville. Oh. Okay, so I was home alone, which, by the way, like I told you, hate fear. I'm terrified. I don't sleep well ever when RJ's not home. I do not enjoy it. Um, and I, oh yeah, because Sterling was little. So I, what we used to do is um, we would have like the pack and play and put toys in it and let Sterling like play in it, you know, anytime, like when I need to take a shower or anything. Um, so I had it in my room and I had toys in there for him. And then we also have a uh, door into our back room that goes into the backyard. Um, So I was just like sitting on the bed watching TV and a toy that requires batteries also requires being touched to do this started making noise. Like it started singing a song or whatever it does. And then, um, so I got up obviously to investigate and like nothing had been like the dogs were sleeping, nothing had been around there. And when I got up, um, the door handle on the back door shook like to our backyard. Yeah. To our backyard shook a bunch and, uh, then stopped all within like seconds of each other. 
She didn't so. even call me, you guys. She just like texted me. I was weirdly calm. I don't I I, I don't know if it was like one of those like self-preservation yeah. mode where your body's just like, you can't handle this. You're going to freak out and never because I am already terrified of being home alone. So adding to that, I literally would never sleep and I need to sleep because I have two kids. So I think it was like a. And our door is like, um, like it's a true like exterior, like security door, like a front door for our backyard. So um, it's like really thick is what I'm getting at. Like nothing ever like the wind going by and we get some pretty serious winds here, like never makes it like well, and jiggle. The door didn't shake. The, the handle, handle shook. Did. Yeah. And the handles are like circular. Like they, that just never yeah. happens um, ever. Um so the last thing that really, truly scared me, oh, was uh, actually in this house as well. I told Rachel about this already, but um, I was upstairs. Um, I was probably like transitioning to or from night shift. So like I, I probably was, you know, a little bit dazed, which is why I probably didn't care that much. But it's like the last paranormal thing to happen to me. So it's really not a big deal. But um, I was sitting there and in our media room, um, there's like these double doors because it's not a true like bedroom. It was converted. Um, and so there's like these double doors that, that don't seal very tightly. So you can see like a big, like light crack through there. And, um, I left the uh, hallway light on and I was like playing Madden or doing something. And, um, I just saw like a, a shadow, like in the crack, like, and it's very distinct. Like Rachel knows what I'm talking about where, yeah. you know, when someone is there. And so I just go, Hey Rach, what's up? And then like the shadow didn't move. And then, uh, I opened the door, shadow dissipated and like there was no one there in the first place. So it was just a very like solid shadow through a crack in the door. Super normal story, but, um, it's like the last paranormal thing to happen to me. So what we're saying is our house is haunted. It might be. I think I'm haunted to be honest with you. Um, I don't, there, we've lived in other houses that I didn't feel like, I didn't feel like, um, our old house in South Fort Worth was haunted. Thurman? Yeah. Nothing um, bad happened there. I could think of a couple of things that happened to me there. I don't need yeah. to hear about it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like, it, it's always kind of following me around and it's like every, pretty much every apartment, every, everywhere. And I'm not, like I said, it's part of why I'm not even like scared of it anymore. It's just like weird stuff happens to me. All right. So next question also from Steve Murphy was, are there any subjects you wouldn't touch? So in theory, I'd say no, because I feel like there's a tasteful way to touch any subject. Mm. I do disagree. Yeah, and 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 that's why I think in practice I'd say no. It's because of like, I feel like honestly, it's the Rachel. Whole, like you know, like with your family, it's like what are you don't talk about race, religion. It's like religion, money, and politics are the big All three. Of those, yeah, whatever. Says. I just like there's just I. First off, I'm not good enough with words that I feel like I will say something the right way. So th that's what I meant, time. like by in theory, I right. feel like I could prepare myself enough right. to speak about but anything. But if I was just like but talking. It, yeah. In practice, we know like we're right. never really going to do an episode on politics, right? Like right. it's just outside of our realm. So like in practice, like, no, we wouldn't touch certain things. But like in theory, it's well, if we decided it fit what we needed to talk about, we could research it and then we would go at it in a certain way. Right. So that's why, like I said, I, I think, um, yeah, I think that that really is the dichotomy in the sense that, like, I, I truly think, like, we've mentioned religion on the show. You know, we've mentioned certain, like, we've even made political jokes. So I just think there's ways you can go about it. It's just, like, in general, like, we just don't really have the reasons to go taboo. Now, right. if we're talking about something taboo within what we would talk about, like, yeah, I would talk about it. I would My even other think thing twice is, like, honestly, it. I mean... That's not what I mean. None of those things are pretty much I mean, unless we find a very specific thing are what our podcast is about. So what would be the point? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's just not in our purview. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, if we were a political podcast, obviously that would be different. Right. But we're not. Well, and like, so. well, and, and like I said, in the sense that we would touch on it, like there are going to be conspiracies where we touch on politics. There are conspiracies. Like I talked about the matrix and it touched on religion. So, yeah. Um, and then like money, of course, but even then I wouldn't, up, ta- I wouldn't be like, here's my opinion and here's my thoughts right. and here's my beliefs. But you that's know, what I'm saying. Like, so that's not- we would touch it. Yes. Would we go in depth on anything on everything? Probably not just because I'm not sure you guys would even want to hear that. Very true. Yep. Okay. I've got one that you didn't have. Um, so from KG Whittington, uh, there was the, general question about adoption, which we're going to field because there were a couple questions about yeah. that. Um, but then the other one, which was just super fast is, uh, he's heard me mention football a lot. Uh, he's a Titans fan from, from Australia, which is really cool. Um, and so he was just wondering if, uh, I, well, if I am a football fan, but then also, um, who I'm a fan of. And then also we should start a fantasy league, which we did. So I, I rolled with that like that day that I got that message, but, um, yes, I am a football fan, uh, a huge Houston Texans fan and TCU football fan. And also U of U, uh, university of Utah football fan um i graduated from tcu i went to the u and um i grew i had like my teenage years in corpus christi so the the choice really was like do i be a cowboys fan or a houston texans fan at the time the texans had only been around like four years so i was like well that's like the beginning and i'd always followed because i was a huge nfl fan so i was like I'll be there from day one. I didn't know it'd be this miserable this far along, like, you know, that 12 years later, uh, we'd only have like, like two or three playoff wins and mostly against the Bengals. But, um, but yeah, no, it's been a fun time. Huge Houston Texans fan. Glad Deshaun's there. Um, yeah. Also, I grew up in Las Vegas. I think I've mentioned that on the show. So there's no like real team there. So that's why, like, as I transplanted to Texas, I like grasped on. All right. So now we're going to go with, our good friend Brooke Smith. She yeah, she's our really us, good friend. She is. Yes. She asked us like six questions. So here we go. So pretty much what she was doing was she just did the solid of this is what I would want if I were just a listener. She knows of the show. all the answers to all of these questions. Yeah, she does. But she wanted to do it for us because yeah. she figured someone else would and, want and, to know. And almost every single one did come up. So it's just she yeah. happened to also list them. So so our podcast could be become a little bit contentious with this first question. I forgot what the first question was. How did we meet? (laughs) Oh, yeah, it will get contentious. I have to preface this first in order to make me sound no, in order to make me sound a little better. So, okay, so I grew up in Austin and then I moved to um, Corpus Corpus Christi for college. And that's where RJ lived. So we met in Corpus Christi. But when I left for college, I did a really smart thing and I started dating a guy back, back home. Um, and so I started a long distance relationship, like literally the day before I left for college. Um, smart move. it was really smart. And so I became super like weird and overly aware of not wanting to come off as like flirty or whatever. Um, in other words, she overcompensated. I did. I did overcompensate. Well, and to be fair, okay. You were giving me a lot of attention. It was for other reasons, but I didn't know that. And I was just trying to like, make it clear that I wasn't going to do anything. Um, so we I was were, not giving you a lot of so attention. You were. So we were in, um, we had like four classes together. Yeah. We somehow. talked in, uh, like sociology. A&M Corpus Christi is a pretty big campus. I don't know how we ended up with like four of the same classes. We were both science majors, uh, starting out. So. I mean, yeah, it was also both of our first well, they're all basics. I get that. But like at the same time, like these, there's lots of these classes. We probably had the same advisor. Actually, I never talked to you about that. But we probably had the same oh, advisor. Yeah, maybe so. he was kind of a weirdo. Mine was a girl, so oh, never mind. Nope. 
Um, anyways, so we had a sociology class together and um, we had to get in groups. And I was sitting with like three of my friends, which, by the way, this is also a big part of it. Like I had I had just moved there. I grew up in the same place from the time I was two years old to the time I was 18. So I had my friends from elementary school on. I never really like had to make friends. And so when I went to college, it was a huge. Um, culture shock. Yes. Thank yeah. you. Culture shock for me. It was very scary. So I was really like having a heart. And I also I'm highly introverted. So it was just kind of a scary thing. I mean, college always is. But anyways, so I was with my friend and then like a few other people. You were behind us by yourself. Yep. So now my side of the story. <laughs> so I had a large and what's it called like set social group and i didn't like so my first semester of college i was essentially just like dating around and like but i already had my set group of friends right and so then, and none of them went to school with you well no they did but they weren't in my classes yeah oh yeah well, a bunch of them went to the community college around yeah, yeah. so the, the, there were two schools in corpus and um we just kind of split between the two so i had i had some around but my main friends did when went, like my only friends were literally college friends because that's the only people i do right so Time came to choose between these groups, right? And and, and this is an 8 a.m. class, I think it was, or an 8 or 9 a.m. Yeah, something and like that. I was like a severe insomniac at the time, so I like was half asleep for this class. And RJ's never been a morning person. No, ever. I'm not a morning person. So I was always asleep for this class. So that's why I kind of, I went to the back of the room so the professor would leave me alone and I would just like chill. So there was this girl behind me that I had talked to a few times I was interested in. And her friend was also I was interested in as well. And then Rachel was in front of me. Right. Well, she said it was a group project and I knew I was exhausted. So if I joined, Rachel was sitting in a row with four people and because there was you and your friend, Jamie. And yeah, then, right, yeah. Then there were two other people right. that I didn't know. And so or I could pick the two that I'd been talking to a couple times, but I knew that they'd have to rely on me. So I was trying to be the lazy college student and I picked the group in front of me because there were more people. Um so then we're sitting there and there was this guy that like spoke up because we were in the in the group already. There was this guy that spoke up in the class and, and he always he he happened to always be talk and he just he, he didn't just talk a lot. He just was very off subject. Yeah, he was just an eccentric man. Super nice. Like, really nice. Never had a problem with the dude. Really nice. It's just and I and I liked him as a person. He just was always off topic. You know, there's always that person who just has to who always has to say something, and I'm such a ten. It's like, okay, this is not like this is not adding to the right. conversation. Like yes. you're just and like just talking. Yes. And, um. And and he would go on for like. So everybody, I would say about, everybody knew who he was. Right. And essentially like eight minutes beyond whenever everyone started thinking, okay, can we wrap this up? So it was just, it was kind of excruciating. Um, and at this point it was already like one or two months into the class. So, um, so yeah, this guy spoke up and I was just like, you know, like I, like I, I audibly went, ugh, you know, and then she did too. And then I was like, yeah, like he, he's really nice though. He goes to my church. Right. Mm -hmm. And then she goes, wait, he goes to my church. And I was like, what Which church Which is really weird because our it's church was church. really small. So right. it's like, how would we have not seen each other? That's weird. Right. And so then, and, and I was like, that was like a big part of my, like it wasn't my entire social circle, but like I definitely had friends like in the church. So like I was, I was like, she's my age. Like there's no way I didn't notice her. So then he um, didn't believe that I went. 
Yes. And so then I was like, well, she maybe probably she needs, needs like friends, friends yeah. right? And I was trying to be nice. But and, I thought he was hitting on me. I mean, she was, she's cute. Don't get me wrong. Of course. Like she's my wife now, but it was just like one of those things. Like it was totally, I mean, it, I legitimately was like the very day before flirting with the girl behind, like I was not making moves well, and like and there then, was nothing I did that would like insinuate I was making a move I don't either. even know. And then in our next class, which is our history also, class. Oh, I don't know. Never mind. Keep going. Um, in our next class, in our history class, I didn't have any friends in that class. Yes. I would so always sit by these myself. These classes were literally back to back and, and we had them together. And he had a few people he knew but didn't like. Yes. Yeah. And so... Um, I also know. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, so then we started sitting together. In history class. In history class. But I found her unbearable at the time. You for, did not find me unbearable. For you like talk, two we to three weeks. in general. I just, anytime it started to feel too flirty, I would become cold. But in general, we did talk. Like, so, I talked to you well, a lot. And that's why it came off super weird. Because, like, I'm a very warm, like, person. He was so, flirty as hell. And I was flirty at the time, which is fine. But at the same time, like, I knew where the line was. But her line was, like, all over the place. So it was, well, like, because we would... the problem is I am a naturally flirty person, and I knew that. And so I was more of, like, stopping me than stopping you. I right. was trying to make myself but be... But it came off, Not like, come off that she way. She thought I was a creep. And so then I was, like, well, screw this. And so, like, there were just a bunch of days I was just, like, I'm not even going to sit by her. But then where it got weird was um, one of those days, and I didn't sit by you because I was just kind of annoyed with it. Well, oh, before this. So right before this happened, I was like, hey, like one of my buddies, uh, <laughs> he's not even in the church. I was just trying to get her like a social group or whatever. Um, I was like, he has a uh, it's his birthday. And, uh, you know, if you want to like go hang out with us, like it's going to be a huge okay, group of us. I like say, I didn't make it a date thing. No, at all. I have to say, though, you know who I am now. No, now I get why. Would yeah. I go to that? No, you wouldn't. Hell no. I'm not going somewhere where I know one person who knows everyone else there. So after, That's my nightmare. This is after literally three to four weeks because we met in March and his birthday is April 1st. So this is after three to four weeks of this already where it was just like hot and cold. Like I just like I'm just trying to be friendly. And the thing was, when she was being friendly, she was legitimately like I enjoyed her company. So that's why I kept coming around. It was whenever she would stop, I'd be like, this is the weirdest person like I've ever met. Right. Um, but anyway, so this was like three to four weeks later and I invite her to this thing and she's like, well, I just have like an exam and a ton of tests coming up or like and a ton of homework. I, no, yeah, I said I have a bunch of homework, yeah, a bunch of homework to do. And I was just like, th this is like the third time that she had like done something like or like blown me off. Essentially, I was just like, we have the same classes, but it's fine. And then like I like walk away. Which like, just proves how terrible I am. I'm the worst liar. I was just like, I was just done. I, I literally was like never even going to like talk to her again because I thought she thought I was a creep or something. Well, so then we had um, we had a presentation that we were doing for our history class. And it was like and the same day or something. No, it was like a few days later. Maybe. And we had to go to this other building. And you think this is really weird, which it is. I mean, you know me. I'm socially <laughs> this weird. This is the weirdest thing. But the here's my preface, okay? The building we had to go to, I didn't know where it was. It was windy as all hell. And I was carrying a cardboard freaking... <laughs> Stop laughing at me. I was where... I had to carry this big cardboard... Um, Poster board. Poster board, whatever thing. And it was like flying all over the place. And so I knew that he was going to go to his car because he talked about the fact that he drove there and all this kind of stuff. And so I basically invited myself for him to drive so me there. So it went like this because I, I had already written her off because like I said, it was a couple of days you before. You had though. We were talking. We were talking. We were sitting you next to each me. other. No, I was sitting next we to my were old friends. No, you weren't. Yes, we were I sitting was. next to each no, other. No, we weren't. And okay, she Okay, wait. Then how, then how did we even talk about the next part? 
You had to have been sitting next. You were sitting next no, to me. Because you were down the stairs from where I normally no, sit, remember? No, I'm talking remember? about this. What? I'm talking about the painting. You were sitting next to me when you said, oh, I have to paint my new apartment. And then I said, oh, I'll do it that with you. That wasn't the same day. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the same day. So if you'd already written me off, why would you have done that? No, because we, we hit it off after this post. Oh, yeah, thing. that's true. Yes. Which, by the way, you should, be, you should be grateful for. It. We had a lot of fun at that thing. We did. So anyway, what happened was this is, again, three weeks after we had like awkwardly sat yeah, next to each other. And I was just a bunch so, of times. Like, done also, with you this were the person. closest to a friend I had in that. So sad. Anyway, so I, I was like done with her. And, uh, I'm walking down the steps from having sat with my other friends because I was like, she she's cold. She's like mean. She was legitimately mean to me. I was not mean. She was mean. So I was just like, I'm done. And so uh, full of crap. I was never mean to so you. So anyway, I'm walking down with my other friends and she goes, hey, do you know where like this thing is? And I was like, yeah, like just follow the crowd. Like they're all going to be there. And uh, I was like, it's over like here. And then she was like, well, how are you going to get no, there? No, okay. I did not stop talk- talking to you about how you were getting there until I walked outside and my poster board was beating the crap out of me. <laughs> oh yeah. No, you just started following me. Cause I yeah. said you can follow the crowd. Right? And I thought you would me. be in the crowd. And I went the, the other direction. Cause I was going to move my car. Because and then I couldn't just weirdly like go the other way. <laughs> because my, my car was parked in uh temporary parking. And, and it was like the opposite side of the and other side. It was on the other side of campus. campus. And, and I had my last class was over there. So I was like, I'm just going to move my car. And so, and I left my poster board in the car. So I was like, well, screw it with all these things combined. I'll just go. And so, and I have, a but I have a longboard with me because I always longboarded everywhere I went. Um, which there is not like a douchey thing. Like everybody did it. It was fine. It's not douchey. Don't, don't judge me. When you're in college, that's normal. Um, yeah. So I had my longboard and so she just starts following me and I'm like, no, 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 they're going that way because it's that way. I have to go to my car. And then she was like, well, can I ride with you? I was like, uh, <laughs> sure. And so then she starts like following me and like, as we're walking, cause it's like, Obviously, you you said yes. Whatever. It's like awkward, though, because obviously it's awkward. You think I was comfortable? No, but like, I don't want to talk to her. She's getting my car. It's really I didn't really want to talk to you uh, either. You were just a person who had who I who knew how to get there. and could make this poster board is beating the absolute hell out of her. It was huge. You guys, you don't know. Like, okay, A&M, hold on. A&M is literally across the street from the beach. So when it's It's a windy windy day at the beach, it's you're getting beaten by wind. And so like three steps into it i'm like do you want me to carry your poster board and she was just like you were so weird about it you were like uh i guess well, i knew you didn't want me there like i wasn't stupid i was aware that this was but not I was comfortable trying to be nice. so i didn't want you to t- like i didn't want to again put this more is the third week of me trying to be nice so then i grabbed the poster board i'm like carrying it by the way you were clearly not happy like you were not being nice i, I was not you happy. were being nice you were being nice out of obligation you were not being a nice person yeah i was, I was it's true she had worn out the nice person in me so whatever um, worn out so we get to the car you're the one that weirdly kept trying when we got into you could have given up. I, I was like. a super nice person back then. I really was. Socially, I was very, very nice. I'm not anymore, but I was. Disagree. Um, I mean, you were cute, but I was different. cute. Yeah. I'm still cute. Well, yeah, you. it's different. Um, but anyway, so anyway, so again. You and your anyway so's. It's so frustrating. I'm I, sure I, I have to one too. So I just don't listen enough to I, hear it. It took me like 40 episodes to hear that one too. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so the post board and, uh, we get to my car and for some reason, once we got into my car, I don't know what it was. Oh, you said it was because I grabbed the post board from you or something, but you were just like, you know what? I'm going to not be mean. Well, I 
had to, I wanted to make the best of the situation. It was already <laughs> weird. We were already uncomfortable. So I was just like, screw this. I don't want to be weird anymore. So then she actually acted like a normal human being, which was the person who I could tell she was. I'm not that normal. And No, but you didn't. You didn't knowingly shut things well, down. Well, I finally that realized, cool. I think it was the moment of you, like, you weren't all that nice to me. And so I finally realized, like, oh, he obviously is not interested. So it's fine. And I wasn't at that time. Yeah, you were. I was not. And um, yeah, you were. I was not. Yeah, you were. Not. Yeah, you were. Not at that time. <laughs> Definitely not. You were. Anyway, so the... Uh, so we go, we have a, like a lot of fun. We hung out literally the whole time yes. and talked and we like made fun of people and it was a great made time. jokes. It was and, really fun. And we found out that we actually like knew a few people in common and, and she was relaxed and it was fun. The biggest moment that brought our friendship together was we were in history class and he had gone back to sit with other friends. Yes, that's I it. was sitting by myself and doctor, we started watching Dr. Strangelove. Which is, by the way, I'd never seen it before. I don't know how I, I went seen it, my yeah. whole life and hadn't but seen I, it. I love that movie. But there was one part that happened and I started <laughs> dying. And all I hear is silence except for one other person in the whole place laughing super hard. And we <laughs> both sweet. just kind of looked at each other. And he literally just like stood up, left his friends and came and sat next I to did. me. Yeah. So yeah, that was actually kind of a, def- that is a defining moment in our relationship because I was like, well, because my friends are dumb. <laughs> like, 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 I didn't like like hanging out with them. So well, they, how do you not think Doctor Strangelove is hilarious? hilarious that right? movie is so funny. And so like, I'm the only one like laughing, and I'm like trying to do that thing where you like look at the dude next to you, and you're like, isn't that funny? And then I was getting nothing, so I was like, and forget I'm not it. kidding. I was in the second row. He was probably in like I was like in the last row, the very which is or second at which to there last. was at least like what 15 rows. Yeah, at the bare minimum, we were both next to the stairs, so it made it not that weird. But we were like, super if we far away from each other. Yeah, so I like move. Like in a break or whatever. And like for I the next two the two classes, we spent the whole time peeing our pants, laughing next listening, to each other. Yeah, listening. While to the everyone movie. else looked at us like we were crazy. No, like I literally like I, I adore that movie. And um, yeah, so that was pretty much the defining moment. And then she helped me like paint my apartment, and we like went and to this. Literally from that day, we hung out for the next month. We hung out every single every day, single except day for straight. Yeah, and then she broke up with a loser, and there we go. Hey, now, oh, our other moment in that. Is one day I was waiting. I had a uh, on once a week. I had a 6 p.m. class. That was one of those where it was once a week. So it was like a three hour long class. And so I was waiting for it sitting outside. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I don't know what made me think of this, but I I decided I wanted a turtle and I wanted to name him Melvin. And I felt like I needed to. It's because I had had a friend named Melvin who looked semi. Oh, yeah. So I said, RJ, I want I want to get a turtle. What should I name him? And And he said, said, Melvin. Melvin. And I laugh. And then I heard someone else laugh. (laughs) And I look up and he's just like walking past me. Yeah. And he was we, like, you want to skip? And he was like, no, you had just left your class. I was yeah. going into mine and you were like, you want to skip your class? And I was like, yes. Yeah. And so I did. And we hung out. And then it was like, from then on, we were best we were friends. And then like three months later, I broke up with my boyfriend. And then like two months later, we started dating. And then your timeline's way off, but that's okay. Something like that. Bo's birthday Anyways. was April 1st and we got together May 10th. So it was like literally okay. a month. Anyways. Um, yeah, sorry. That one drag, dragged on. But this next one is going to, too. These are the two longest stories we're going to tell. Okay. So we're getting them over. But um, anyways, he eventually realized I was awesome. There was one time when uh, we were painting, which was April 9th. Oh, my gosh. You um, and your days. How do you remember? This was freaking 10 years ago. How do you remember any of this? It's not that hard. I just remember we met around spring break. That's it. Anyway, April 9th. So about a week, like eight days later from uh, my friend's birthday, um, I was just like, we, we were painting and she goes to help me and we go to Target to pick out like a lamp that I want to actually I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> it's that lamp. It's right behind me. <laughs> yeah. And uh 
like we'd been hanging out. It was a great time. It was the beginning of the friendship. And I was like, man, like I really want this lamp. And they don't, they didn't have it. Right. And I was like, well, I could just get this lamp. It's really not that different. And she like <laughs> snapped at me and was like, do not get that lamp. You do not want, uh, what was it like instant gratification because long term you're not going to want that lamp. You should wait for the other lamp. I was like, I don't really want that lamp that bad. And she was like, whatever. And like folds her arms. And I was like, what am I with right now? Like, who is this person? And then like what I found out later is, is because she's an introvert and she was burnt the hell out. Yeah, it was done. And I'm an introvert also, too. So I was burnt out. To be out. fair, you are the king of instant gratification. It's true. And I am the queen of it's so weird. waiting it out and getting it's what so I want. It's so weird looking back on this, knowing who we are. And it's actually kind of funny because I don't want to like admit that I thought like I liked you or that you were cute because that's like a different time. Even though now we've been married for 10 years, I'm still right. like, no, I didn't like you. Anyway, go ahead. So here's our next story that will not cause arguments, but is very entertaining. How did we get engaged? Oh, geez. I didn't know she asked that. <laughs> okay. So we lived in Utah at the time. We moved there after um, like a year of living in Corpus Christi. So we moved to Utah. RJ went to, uh, I got a scholarship to the university of Utah. Yes. So and that's I, what I was the girlfriend that loved him enough that I said, I'll go to. And, um, so you're living in Utah in Utah. There was this really beautiful overlook that you could drive up to in the mountains and you could see the entire, um, city. Yeah. Pretty much the whole valley. It's yeah, gorgeous. The whole valley. And just, and at night, it and was you can see beautiful. the other mountains. So it's like really, really don't pretty. do it anymore. You're not allowed unless you walk. Unless or Uber. Uber is a thing now. It wasn't then. No, I don't think you're allowed to go up there at all. It's private property now. You just can't park. Oh, I thought you couldn't be up there. I mean, you might, but they give you a parking ticket. They don't give you trespassing. Okay, you could so. just like run away. Yeah. Um. Anyways, beautiful place. Okay, so we basically had already talked about getting married. Like we've been together for two years. We were we figured we were going to get married. We talked about it. We knew it was going to happen soon. So my mom and my sister came to visit because my sister's mother-in-law lives in Utah. So my sister was coming to visit. So my mom just came up too. So we were all spending that time together. Um, Wait, no, you do know they came for this, right? What? That wasn't a spontaneous trip. I planned that. Oh, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> no. I just thought, I thought you knew they were coming. And so no, you they, said, this is the perfect time to do this. No, they, they were thinking about a time to come to help you plan for the wedding and so then they asked me, like, when am I actually going to pop the question? That way they could do it. And I said, well, if you want to come, come and I'll pop the question. Then you can plan the wedding. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. They like texted me or called me or whatever. So the whole day was weird. I was living with RJ's sister at the time. I still don't remember what this was over, but me and her got in our very first fight we ever got into. And it was like a bad one. We were pissed at each other. Like I was livid. Well, and... and what it really I do remember what it was. It was because of course you do um, in your weird memory. No, it's because it was me that did it. It's because um, I had to have Becky. That's my sister's name. She was the one behind the camera in the ghost hunt. I had to have her um, manipulate the day so that it would end up. Well, yeah, she just wouldn't let me do what I wanted. Right. That's why I was and mad. So, like, Becky had to, like, take control of this trip that had nothing to do with her. So I knew she was coming off like a controlling, you know, B word. But like, I was like, you have to do this because what it was is with her 
sister and her mom flying in, like I told Becky, I was like, you have to play the host and treat them like tourists and say, hey, you have to check out this point. Right. Yeah. Like that, because that's the only way it organically would make any sense for them to end up there. Well, which is funny because I ended up blowing her off. because yes. I got mad at her. Right. Because Becky was coming off like she was controlling the scene, but it was because of this. And, right. and Rachel had no idea. So Rachel was kind of just like, well, this is me. Well, my she mom was, and, and my she sister. was also like, like making me wait for something. I couldn't remember what it was. And it was I finally, to go because I, finally I, had, just like, said, I had work. Yeah. And I finally yeah. just said, peace, I'm leaving. So that's, that's another thing that went wrong was, um, I, I had to go to work. The first thing yeah, that went wrong. Many, many, many things. So I, I had to go to work. So I had to have Becky kill time. And so like, you guys went to the mall, you like did all this random stuff when Rachel, I think we had like exams or something coming up also, but also we weren't spending time with my mom and my sister. Yeah. I was yeah. with Becky and I was like, why am, why am I why not am hanging I just out? With like, you? When, when they're only going to be here for like three days. Right. When me and her mom and her sister and Becky all had this like secret group text. Yes. And I was like, like, try to smooth it over. Like, I don't, you know, and right. like Becky, uh, uh, her mom and her sister were like, Rachel's clearly getting like aggravated. And I was like, you guys have to calm her down because yeah, I, was super I mad. cannot get out of work. I spent most of this day mad. So then I, so I bailed on Becky. I left her and I went over to my sister's mother-in-law's Real quick, house. So when she bailed on her, Becky calls me and is like, look, I pissed her, <laughs> I pissed her off because I'm, I'm being a controlling like jerkwad and she doesn't know why. So she just well, like because left. Also, if you, if you knew Becky, that's so not Becky. It's not her. So like, it just comes off like Becky's being like really weird. Yeah. And um, I because didn't, she, she's the most chill person I had no time ever. for it. Yeah. So like, well, and it just comes off like Becky's like for whatever reason, trying to just command attention or whatever. Yeah. And so I, I called her and Becky was like, look, I get how it's coming off. And I was like, well, I know, but like, Beck, I need you to do this. So Becky had to like weirdly go to what Rachel just said or mother-in-law's. She didn't even, she never came in. She was like stalking us. Yeah. So, um, Jen, her sister was staying at, uh, her mother-in-law's house. And which, so I went over there and it was already late at night. It was yeah. like six or seven. And no, actually I remember it was like nine o'clock already. And if you, my mom notorious, notoriously goes to bed at eight. Okay. So like we're hanging out at, at my sister and mother-in-law's house. And I figured I'd be leaving soon, which I wanted to do. Cause I was like, I'm over this. This sucks. Today sucks. Whatever. I was irritated. And my sister all of a sudden is like, Hey, I know what we should do. We should go up to this outlook lookout. And I was like, what the hell? Like, well, I was like, they why? played it off. Like, well, Becky really wanted to do this and we want to do it with Becky. Right. Yeah. Like that's and how I they was played just it like, off. And I, and my mom was so for it, which she never ever is. No. And to be honest, I had no idea what was happening. I was mostly just irritated and confused. Like I was not like, huh, we've been talking about getting married. Maybe this could possibly be it. No. Well, and really like in Rachel's defense, as far as being the worst detective in the world, I had been off the radar for like 13 hours. Cause I had like a full day of classes. Yeah, I hadn't followed heard by from work. him in a while. So like and no one thought so I had anything to do with anything. Straight up. I just started arguing with everybody. Like I was like, <laughs> I don't want to go. Which is the most you thing ever now. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to go. I want to go home. Why are you guys being so weird? <laughs> go to sleep. Mom doesn't even want to do this. I, yeah, I kept saying that. Mom, you don't want to do this. Like, I know you don't want to do this. Why? Are, oh, and then you I don't also, have to be that next to well, Becky. Yes, I was already, I was still mad at Becky because she hadn't apologized. And now I know why. But at the time I didn't. And I was just like, man, why are we even being this nice to Becky? Like, she pissed me off. I don't feel a point in doing this. I just want to go to sleep. She's not I don't, even really invited also, to I was this. Like, I don't want to see her because I'm mad at her. Well, somehow they finally convinced me to go up. And I literally, I was mad the whole time. So I drive up. And it, from her mother-in-law's house, uh, Jen's mother-in-law's house, it's like a 35-minute drive. Yeah. So I'd, we drive all Which, the way Which, by the way, way there. they were supposed to go um, from 
closer to our house, which was a five minute drive. So this is already way outside of the plan. Yeah. And the whole time they're texting me while I'm at work, like nothing's going right. She won't go <laughs> like she's she, uh, well. And then, uh, yeah, a couple other things happen. So they finally get up there and yeah, go ahead and tell your there. side. And from my, this is what happened from my side. This is going to be one of those where we like tell mine and then yeah. like reverse time. Okay. Yes. So they like are like, oh, you know what? It'd be so pretty if we got a picture like standing uh, at the very, like at the, not the edge, obviously, because I die, but like close to the edge with like the lights and stuff. And I was just like, whatever. I was so done. I was like, I hate this day. I hate everything. I remember like literally as I was driving up there, everyone else was talking and I just kind of like kept turning the music up because I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was so mad. So I go to like the edge and I remember standing there for a second and then turning around and like everyone just like expectantly staring at me with cameras. And I was like, first off, why am I the only one taking a picture? Also, just take the damn picture. Like, why am I just standing here? Because I was smiling and no one's doing anything. And I was just like, this is weird and dumb. I don't know what I'm doing. And so then all of a sudden we see headlights come up next to my car. And with these little like fake red and blue lights at the top. And this guy gets out and he's like, you guys, you can't be up here. You can't park up here. So I got a freaking parking ticket. So on top of everything else that was the crap sandwich that was Which that we've day. we've been up so many times. We had. It was never a and problem. And no one ever got on us. I mean, to be fair, people lived right there. Like, I don't blame them for absolutely hating this. And I'm sure lots of people went up there and had sex and smoked weed and all kinds of stuff. So I can see how people hated it. But it was very inconvenient. Especially as an adult now. Yeah. Yes. So like out of, I just was pissed. I was so mad. I, I honestly was so close to being like, Beck, you have to pay for this. Like, this is not my ticket. You are paying for this. Cause I was so mad. Cause it was a whole stupid idea. I stood up there for literally three minutes. Everyone stared at me weird. And then I got a ticket and then we left for a 35 minute drive. Like, so in my mind, this was all the, stu- especially cause my family would only be there for like three days. I just wasted an entire half day seriously like doing crap so then we head back to my mother my sister's mother-in-law's house and this is where rj's part comes so from my point of view what happened was um they were supposed to be up there um work ended up needing me to come in so the initial plan which would have been so much smoother was um she was supposed to like go from the five minute point up to the peak, they were supposed to take a picture. I would propose. They would take our picture. Bam, done. Well, and they were going to wait, and you were going to walk up behind me. And yeah, then so that's I why was they sent turn her around. to the edge. Right. She would turn around. I would be there on one knee, and then that that was the whole plan. But what ended up happening was, um, I uh, had to go to work. And so I told them like, hey, look, I got to go work. You guys have to kill some time. And it wasn't going to be that much time. It was only going to be like, I think I got off at eight. So um, it wouldn't have been that bad. And then, but Rachel and Becky kind of had this fight, right? So then the, where she was supposed to be five minutes from the hill, again, turned into 35 minutes away from the dang hill in the first place. So I go home at eight, I shave, which by the way, I I cut myself like really badly, which I never do. I cut a mole, so so it was just like, it would not stop bleeding. Um, And then I, you know, get dressed, I'm ready to go. And they tell me, okay, we finally got her to the hill. Like it's time to go. And but I, again, was much closer and I needed to be prepared. Right. I need to be there. So I went up and like it's a cul-de-sac. Right. So if I was parked there, it would be very obvious. I was yeah, there. I would know. I know. So I had to park downhill and I couldn't take my own vehicle because my truck that I was driving at the time is incredibly recognizable. Mm-hmm. It's like Super the, loud. literally the only one in the whole place so um so i borrowed my sister's car which was a jeep liberty it blends in super super well but the problem was she left it on empty so i go um up this hill and i park off to the side where i'm like well maybe she won't see me because i'm kind of like near a bush and i look like i 
live at that house, right? And so I park, I like dip my seat, I hear them drive by. And so like, I can't just follow them up because then she would hear like see me. So I know that I need to like sneak up. So I walk up this hill, which of course takes a while. It's a hill and it's like a pretty long walk. It was like a quarter mile. Yeah, it's pretty big. So in that amount of time, I see the parking guy pass me as I'm walking and I'm like, oh no, like I see this whole thing unraveling. Like I see them weirdly send her to the edge and I'm not close enough. And this parking dude gets out of his car and I'm like, what in the hell? So I'm walking up literally right as he's talking to her and she turns around and sees the parking guard and I'm near his car. So I just get in his car um, so that she can't see me. Cause I'm like, I still need to do this. I still this is need seriously to seriously a movie. This is yeah. ridiculous. So I was like, I need to propose. So I like dive into his car and uh, so that she can't see me. So then they leave and I have to stay in here because they're literally walking right past me. It's a small cul-de-sac. Like, that's the point I have to keep making. So they walk past me, get the ticket, drive down the hill. And I'm like in the dude's car. I'm like, don't freak out. Like, like as he gets in, I'm like, don't freak out. <laughs> I, and like, so he turns around. And I'm like, I was supposed to propose. Like, that's what was going on. That's why they were so weird. That's why she had no idea what was going on. He was like, he was apologetic. And he was like, at the same time, you can't park here. And I was like, I get it, dude. Like, I'm just trying to make something happen, you know? And so... So then I I book it down the hill. Um, They're like texting me um, while I'm running down this hill. Like, what are we going to do? And and they were like, just just do it at the mother-in-law's house. And I was like, well, so then we get back there. And of course, all I want to do is go home. Like I'm the day's over. I'm pissed. It's like 10 o'clock at night. Honestly, seeing my mom past 10 o'clock at night is the same as like it's it's unheard of. It's it's seeing a full on ghost. Like. And so that was weird. I was so mad. I was so done. And like, literally they were doing whatever they could to keep me in there, which again, did not tip me off to anything. Just pissed me off more. Just continued to make me mad. So then Becky, they're like so out of ideas to keep Rachel there, but they both are in the same car. So Becky says like, I have to like ride with you. And so she's like, Sharon, I'm really hungry. And like Sharon knows yeah. what's going on too. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> and so Sharon's oh. like, oh, let me make you food. And like, no, no, no. It wasn't Becky. Sharon said, oh, yeah, yeah. Are, are you hungry? And I was like, no, not of a, course not. not. And Becky's bit. like, I'm hungry. I'm and I remember I just was like staring daggers into her, the back of her yeah. head. I was like, and I will like kill texting. you. Well, and the, and the mom and the sister are like both texting me like, we could do this another day. I was like, but the longer that they're in town, the more she's going to figure out all this was a ruse, yeah. right? And so I was like, there's no chance like there's no way i would get the next day and be like oh that was a normal day (laughs) and beyond that what i was saying was like there's not another there would not be another chance to get her to a scenic place either yeah so at that point it's gonna be at a house it might as well be now and so um so they're like okay just meet us here they send me the address and um i'm going and of course like i know i need to fill up which adds time uh but running out of gas also adds a lot of time so and that's what happened was i ran out of gas um, I'm like in like a suit jacket, like trying to be like cute for her. And um, I have to like push it. Luckily, I made it pretty close to the gas station. So like it was a pretty short push. Like these three dudes like jumped out and helped me. But like I push it to the gas station, fill up. And then I'm going and this dude gets into a car wreck right in front of me. And so like he's fine. But like I'm I literally cannot like get around him. So I get delayed by an hour and 15 minutes, like for a 35 minute drive. Like so it's like 1130. Yeah, by now. it's like really late. And uh, so I get there and I was just thinking like, you know, because I had this whole thing I was going to say, of course, everyone does. Right. And um, I was just like, like, what the hell am I even going to like do? Because I know she's been pissed all day. Right. Um, oh, worth mentioning prior to this, uh, she picked out a ring. Mm-hmm. So I gave her a budget 
And she picked something like less than because half I the budget. I would never right? let him pick my ring for me. Right. But she picked something like less than half the budget. So obviously I was like, yeah, I'm totally buying that ring. Um, which also confirmed I was marrying the right person because <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but anyway, so I was like, yeah, that's that's definitely the ring I want. But I didn't want her to know I got that ring. So I like I played this whole thing like saying uh, that uh, I want to pick out the ring. Like it matters to me. Also, you did that. But also... At, right after you bought the ring, it went. It I, so, I bought it, the last one. Yeah, yeah it got sold one. out. So he even showed me like, "Sorry, it's sold out." On the out. website, it was like sold out, Which and I was like, "Look, I'm sorry, like, I your, love that your ring. ring is sold out." And I was like, "And it's really important to me that I pick out the ring, so I'm going to pick out your ring." But really, I had her ring the whole time. So, um, anyway, I have her ring, and I go inside and I say words to the effect of like, "Look, like everything else has gone wrong, so just say yes, and then it'll be okay." Well, he literally. So okay, so what happened was, and I, this is I is the part I specifically remember. My mom said, oh, Rach, I have a present for you that I bought you at the airport. And I was like, okay. So she like went upstairs. I'm like standing in the kitchen because they have a door that they come into in their kitchen. That's where our door is coming into. And so I had my back to the door that he was going to come into. And my mom comes down the stairs and like hand goes to hand me the ch- the chocolate. She bought me chocolates and I'm holding the chocolates and he busts through the door and I just turn around and I'm just standing there staring at him with these chocolates in my hand. And he said... You said everything else gone around. Rachel, Emma Towns, will you freaking marry me? That's what you said. And I said nothing. For it, a solid... Like, literally nothing. And, and I was I, like, did I just go through all this to get a no? Like, and I didn't... I was just standing there with this bag in my hand just staring at you. Because, honestly, it was just such a, like... Which the pictures are on Facebook. None of, of that. Because her sister, like, busts out with a camera. Like, a DSLR yeah, camera. I had no idea. Like, I was seriously completely shocked and i think the level of pissed off and annoyed by the day matched with the level of shocked i just stood there and so he eventually said this is the part where you say yes and then she goes is that my ring <laughs> she didn't even say yes she just goes is that my I ring and so starts excited crying about it and i was like yeah it's your it's your ring will you say yes like what is going on i was, I was so was, worried like, so about angry. you getting a crap ring right so anyway that that's like the long story which after telling those two stories i bet you guys can figure out why we decided to have a podcast right so Yes, but also just like you can't make that crap ridiculous. Up. Like, so the way was, we met and the way I proposed to her is just honestly, ridiculous. Which honestly, like he told me, he's like, I just hate, like I feel bad about the way I did. But I was like, that's so us though. Like our it, life, it, it our really, life is like, just and ridiculous. And it still typifies us. Like, like when we tell that story, it's like, yeah, that's that's the way you guys would get. So I just want to tell a really short story just to kind of go along with this, just to kind of prove the way our marriage is. So about what three years ago, nervous. RJ decided for my birthday that he was going to surprise me with something, which like to do. Um, which is not his thing. Artie doesn't like surprises. He doesn't like doing surprises. Not a surprise guy. So he kept trying to like, he was trying really hard to keep this from me. Um, so I knew we were going to do this fun activity. I knew we were going to do it with our friends. Um, and so at one point he literally said the word zombie about it. And so then I was like, okay. And I really wanted, because I like surprises. I am a surprise person. I think they're fun. So I was working really hard not to ask questions. I didn't want to know. He would actually, he tried to tell me almost three times because it hate, just stresses him out it. so yeah. much. Okay. So I'd worked really hard to ignore it. I wasn't, I didn't know. So about a week before my birthday, I went to print something on our computer and, you know, everything's just like upside down. So I just picked up all the papers and the first three papers are uh, tickets to an es- a zombie escape room. Which was like 
it was five years ago, and this was like the first time escape rooms were even a thing. Yeah. So it was like super. I barely even knew of. what that was. Like nobody knew what it was. But I honestly was so unsurprised that this happened because that's just our relationship. I didn't tell him until later. I just put them back. It wasn't until back. like after she was like, I knew by the way. And I was like, I just well, who pretended told you? to be surprised. I just put them back and laid them there and walked away. I was like, I cannot believe I did that. That's our relationship. Yep. Anyways, so the next question she asked is which she asked this and then Carol kind of asked the same thing. Carol asked another question that we can answer, but um oh Carol also asked how we met and then she asked this kind of question too. What made us do a podcast? Yep. So we and I actually mentioned this because of this this paranormal life thing that happened. Um, but we were listening to I've always listened to podcasts like I, I started podcast listening in like 2010, 2011, like super, super early when it was a huge pain to even listen to podcasts because um, you had to like pre download everything. It was horrible. And um, yeah, it was like the 3G days. I mean, it, it was rough, right? Um so I've always loved podcasts and I've always loved the paranormal. And so I, Rachel actually, for whatever reason, Oh, you went on a road trip. And so you looked up like just a couple podcasts and that's how she found the adventure zone, which I am in the middle of amnesty. Like I finished the whole first. Yeah. I went to, yeah, I went to visit my parents on myself. Yeah, and she's, and she never even finished. She, she like barely made it through here. There'd be good ones. And like, I've finished all of balance and stuff. And to so to like, be honest, I love you it. just can't listen to story stuff like that when you have little kids in the backseat. It just doesn't work. I do it with my kid, but that's fine. Well, RJ's different. Um, and then she also found and that's why we drink and she actually didn't like and that's why we drink that much uh mostly because again like podcast listening i'm sure you all know is kind of a skill like you zone in you zone out at first and all i'm this. not naturally a great auditory right listener and i love, learner, I love I guess. like audiobooks i'm much more visual yeah i have a yeah. really hard time with like, that i so, love audiobooks and stuff and so now i love podcasts but getting into them in the first place was hard for me right and so she found both of both of those and i was like yeah I, I have a ton of podcasts i like and so i tried to share them with her didn't listen to them and then um so we were house hunting at the time and so that involves a ton of driving because we were like looking all around the dfw metroplex which is a pretty massive place. And um, so we were killing a lot of time and I finally convinced her like, you know, these drives would be more fun if we listened to a podcast. So we started listening to, and that's why we drink. And the reason why is because it has the paranormal side for me, um, but it has true crime for her. And she found herself actually able to really listen on those. Um, and so it just worked for us. Um, and th they seem like great people. I'm, I'm not like saying anything about their podcast at all. I'm just saying like, they're not, uh, they weren't our like biggest fandom podcast. They just worked for both of us. So yeah, um, we were kind of sitting there and I was like, you know, this is this is really good. But after having listened to I think we were on episode like 20 something at this time at this point, because we'd driven a lot. And then we went to uh, Vail, Colorado. Mm -hmm. So we went on this road trip. And after having listened to 20 or 30 hours, we were like, it's a really good podcast. But I just wish they had opened it up to more than just two subjects. So mm -hmm. and then Rachel dropped a wouldn't it be cool? Well, first if we did a podcast first. Yeah, she just goes, I think we could do that. And I had actually recorded a podcast in college for a. Uh, uh, what's it called? Project um, on like multicultural uh, literacy or whatever. But anyway, so I had this like podcast. Um, and so like I knew editing and and stuff like that. And I knew I could get back into it. And so I was like, yeah, I mean, I know how to do it. I've done it. And uh, so at first, we we both love history. Um, we actually both are, are like really passionate about history um, and love like everything about it. We just think it's really cool. Like even some like a lot of the stuff we like read and kind of go into in our um, pastime, like as a pastime is history based. So we initially pitched that we would do 
Well, actually, we had an initial, uh, initial pitch that wasn't even the one we recorded. What was it? It was... Uh, I don't remember. It was something about history. It was something about history, too. Uh, I can't remember what it was. But then the one that no, we... No, it was just an, it was just badasses in history. Badasses in history. That's yeah. right. So then we were like, well, that's kind of like limiting. So we were like, well, maybe let's do like a badass and a lame ass in history. So we actually test recorded one about uh benedict arnold and, and andrew jackson andrew jackson yeah and we like so we their initial pitch was going to be like we tell two stories and then we would vote at the end like who is the badass who is the lame ass and then we would do like a uh like a like a tournament style like through seasons yeah so we would just like start off with like 16 stories and then end up with one champion at the end like the most badass and the most lame ass um out of everybody that we like these figures in history um which maybe is like a Patreon bonus or something. Will like give you that horrible raw recording on my no, cell phone. Please don't. So the, for anyone who interest, is interested in starting a podcast, the biggest thing I would tell you is test record one on a cell phone. Don't buy any gear or anything. Just no. test record one on a cell phone and see if it sounds fun. Um, so that's what we did with Skeptical Skeptics was, well, actually what we did was we recorded Badass Lame Ass and we weren't totally sold on the, the topic, right? But we knew we wanted to do a podcast like we actually really had fun recording. Yeah. And we knew, OK, a podcast is what we want to do. We just don't know what it is. So then we bought our equipment, um, which we did on a budget. Um, and I, I'm willing to share anything with anybody. So uh, but yeah, so if you want to know what it is or whatever, but we spent like less than 200 bucks total, like start to finish. Um, we had everything. And then. I was like, look, I love history. I really do. But and she knew she knew at the time, obviously, I was like, but I love paranormal conspiracies. And she was like, I love true crime. And I really like paranormal and conspiracies and stuff like that. Um, and so we were like, we were both talking about how we both are in the middle. And I specifically remember we were driving on 121 and we were I, I, like, we were going to go get food or something. And she just goes, well, what if we call it like the skeptic? something like we're skeptical skeptical about skeptics no, and I, was no, like, no, I remember i said i said what if we are the skeptical skeptics and you go what and what? i said I like, what? you know we're skeptical about being skeptics yep and i was like okay Damn. done and so that happened and then we test recorded the diet love pass and then we real recorded Diet Love Pass, and it's a trash episode it's not good but i will tell you we had a lot of fun doing it though well for me it's like there's all of those reasons. And then it's like, this is, although we have a lot of things in common and we really love each other and enjoy each other. Um, we don't really have many hobbies that we do together. No, like, like I we, have a ton of hobbies. Right. Like we watch separate. like TV shows and stuff together, but we just don't, this is our one well, like when thing. When we hang out, we talk. Yeah. So like, this is our one thing that we do together that yeah. we both find extremely interesting that we're both passionate about. And it's just a good time, like, when you have two little kids and RJ works as much as he did, you just don't have a lot of time to just sit and talk. Yeah, like, and we would, so we generated opportunity. That's actually why we house hunted and have house hunted, like, for months at a time every single we year. We, we have not bought a house. We live in the same house. We live in the same house that uh, we were house hunting in. Um, but the reason why we did is because it gave us an excuse to drive around a lot and talk. So we would only use, and that's why we drink, like, if we were like drinking or eating or like just finally tired of talking. But like in general, it was just hours and hours of talking. Like even half of our date nights now are still, we literally just drive around. So it's not great for the environment. It's not super safe. I know, but it's our excuse to do that. We also have things like hammock swings in the backyard and we just sit there and talk together. So that's why this is an extension of that. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm sure you can tell from us answering these questions. Like that's what we love to do is, is talk to one another. So, so that's really how that happened. Um, 
Yeah. So, oh, why this medium? So why a podcast? No, uh, she didn't ask that question. No, Carol did. I wasn't going to Carol's yet, but okay. Uh, Brooke oh. is, still has questions. Lots oh, of questions. Still, okay. Well then uh, go for it then. Okay. What is our favorite thing about each other? My favorite thing about Rachel is a lot, but I think really at the end of the day, I think my favorite thing that it really comes down to is no matter what we're doing, we have fun together. So something really sticks out to me as far as that um, was like, I had just gotten back from Nashville, that same trip that she got freaked out about. And she hates it when I travel. And I honestly, I really hate traveling um, by myself. I love to travel, but I hate doing it by myself. I, I love doing it with Rachel because then we can like talk about it and like and, and have the same experiences. And um, like the whole time I'm alone, I'm like, man, I just really wish she was here. Like I, every time I go, I'm like, we just have to go back and immediately repeat everything I did. And so I hate it. She hates it. But the minute we were together, we were like happy and having fun. And uh, I'm standing in the room, our bedroom, and you just hear this like loud crack, bam, like this like <laughs> super. I mean, it sounded like thunder. I mean, oh, no. like thunder and lightning had just talking about. had just struck our backyard. What? Oh yeah, the yeah. tree. And I opened the window, and this whole tree had like fallen over. By the way, this is a huge tree it's as tall as our house and it was wide and apparently it had a fungal infection that was like invisible to the eye and so like a little bit of wind knocked it over which and like, so thank goodness none of our dogs or children were outside. were outside yeah so it uh it fell over onto my pergola which by the way expertly built by me didn't had like Man. no damage um but anyway uh so this tree just like totally knocked it over destroyed a huge portion of our fence and i knew our would be freaking out and now all of a sudden we can't let our dogs out so um most people would react negatively to such a thing. Um, but we just like literally start laughing and I'm just like, Hey, when uh, Sterling wakes up from his nap, you want to go with me to home Depot? I got to buy a chainsaw. Right. Um, and like that to me is like quintessential. So like something people will know about like me and Rachel, especially if they hang out with us is like, we will like bicker and like, fights like very small fight micro fights all the time but it, we also have like micro vacations and micro fun all the time as well and that's the way we work is like we we both like to just air everything out and not sit on anything and we communicate obviously that's why we talk so dang much and and have this podcast so um our communication is always like key to us so like if somebody's being quiet then it's like oh now something something's weird so that's what like I love is I never have to sit on anything. I never have to worry about it. Like if she's annoying me, like I'll just be like straight up like, hey, you're being annoying. And it may like uh, make her angry at first, but it, like I know we'll get past it and we'll have a good time. So that's what I love about it is like we take those things in stride. I don't like your answer because <laughs> you didn't compliment me. Yes, I did. No, it's what's your favorite thing about me. You just said your favorite thing about our relationship. That has I to said, do with both I, of us. I will you always said, have fun with we, you. No, you said we always have fun together. Well, okay. My favorite thing about Rachel is a physical body part. I can't say. No, I'm just kidding. Gross. (laughs) No, it's that though. Like you're the most fun person I've ever met. I love it. All right. That's better. Um, my favorite thing about RJ is there's like three that I can think of that are like battling each other. Um, it's probably just the fact that like, Kind of, it goes along with what you said, but it's, it's the fact that you're just, you don't let things get to you. Like you have a lot of, um, when we've gone through hard things, it's really easy for me to get caught up in bad and to let, I, I'm, a, my emotions are big and it's hard for me sometimes to kind of 
look past them or not allow them to take over me. When RJ, on the other hand, he, he is better at looking at a situation and saying like, look, this sucks no matter what. And so we can go through it pissed off and crying and screaming, or we can go through it and laugh and try to make the best out of it. And nine times out of 10, he does that. Like, yeah, that one out of 10 times though, I annoy the holy hell out of her. Oh yeah. Yeah. He doesn't she just do wants it. me to wallow. He sometimes. doesn't do it every time. But, uh, well, and the other thing is like him and his dad have this, just no, anytime they work on projects, whether it's cars or building things or whatever, we call it the time warp. Well, it's not just the time warp. It's that something, everything goes wrong. But yeah, that's what initiates the time warp. He literally goes to 7,000 trips. If I do stuff by Depot. myself, it's no problem. Sometimes. I have a, I have genetically assumed some it's of not it. Good. But, but they, if every time I walk out there, they're both laughing. Like it's just yeah, when I know time. that they just went to Home Depot for the 25th time for some new part that they had to buy over and over again or whatever, or this thing that was supposed to take an hour has taken five, but yet they're both laughing about it. And that's, that's probably one of my favorite parts. Nice. What's um, next? Oh no. We're about to go into our weird a little bit. Uh, random names for each other. She did that on purpose. She did. I know she did. I know she did. Uh, so I know I accidentally recorded one or two of them. So we do call each other. I, do you remember where this came from? Yeah, I do. Actually. I don't. You don't? No. We, we talked about it recently. And I forgot. Okay. So keep bear in mind. I graduated high school early, so when we met, I was barely 17. And I was barely, I was 18. Yeah, you were like, young. I was, I was barely 17 by like a month, so, no, not, yeah, by barely a month. So, this habit has kept on, and it is cringeworthy, <laughs> and I and I totally, I understand. Whatever, I love it, I don't care. No, I do too. Screw it. We call each it. other Webor and Bevor. Okay, now, here's why. <laughs> it started from Babe, obviously, or Babe and Wave. And we I don't talked know, about the fact that we don't like... I remember that. We, we don't about like pet names. I've never called a girlfriend. We don't like baby or babe or right, but, honey or right, whatever. And I've never called a single girlfriend um, a, a, a pet name. Nicknames, maybe, but never a pet name other than Rachel. And so I do know exactly where it started. We were going to San Antonio, which is like two hour oh drive. Gosh. He has. And, guys, I have to tell you, the guy cannot <laughs> remember to save his life, take out the trash when I ask him to. But recalling weird things that happened 10 years ago. Great at it. Great at it. So we were driving to San Antonio and um, we stopped at a gas station and Rachel is a notorious snacker and I am not a snacker. Huge, I like to yeah. eat just meals and then He's be weird. done. Um, if I do have a snack, it's like a, a drink. Like I like like Sonic drinks and stuff. But um, so she gets this big like bag of uh, Reese's minis and Reese's minis are like the only chocolate that I like. I can't handle a Reese's because I don't really like chocolate and I really don't Which like peanut butter that much. But a Reese's mini is fine because it's like it's actually like edible to me. But I don't like snacking. So I was like, I don't, I don't want one. And uh, she goes, but look, it's just a little baby because it was a, I was like, I don't like Reese's. And she goes, but look, it's a little baby. And so then she grabs it. Yes. So then she goes, it's a baby and like grabs it and starts shoving it in my lips. And <laughs> Which she goes, I do a lot. Right. And then she goes, look, it's a baby. Just eat the baby. And then she goes, eat the bevor, eat the webor. It's a bevor for my webor. Right. So this is how this started. And, and we still say that. Right. All the and time. I said a bevor. What the hell's a bevor? And I think she just like misspoke. And I was like, Bevor. And like for this whole trip to San Antonio, we went to like Six Flags and stuff. I was just like, Bevor. Like, I was like, what is this? You know? And so like as a joke, it started facetiously. Yep. I would call her Bevor and she would return with Webor for a trip. <laughs> it was just a trip. Ten years later, we still like, call each other Bevor and Webor. And I don't know why. And it's, and it's just like. The best part is Bevor is a 
he's character a, he's an in elephant. a book. So like my cousin goes, oh, Babor, that's funny. Like the elephant. And, and we I was like, like what? Because <laughs> neither of us had ever seen those books. Well, and the weird thing is we just like, we just say it. Like, it's so second nature to me. It's I like, don't even think about it. Like I don't think about how cringeworthy RJ. it is. And yeah. so we'll just say it in front of people like, like Brooke, what? who asked this question. I remember purpose. the first time we said it and she was like, what? What did you just say? What did you say? Because I think to people it sounds, because it sounds so close to babe or baby. They're like. They think we're just like having you, a stroke. Did you have a stroke? Yeah. I don't understand. So anyways, that's our weird name for each other. Yeah. Bebar and Weber. We also, and then we say a ton of others. We now, also but. endearingly, RJ calls me Rochel because he knows when I was five, that made me cry because yep. a little boy called me and that. And she calls me. And I call him Argina. Which I didn't even get bullied with this. Literally one person ever said it to me. And, and she, I thought she it was died. the funniest thing and I've ever was like, heard. And it was, a, it was a freaking mutual friend, like a girl <laughs> who was like 20 years older than me. Like I didn't even. Anyway. So yeah. yeah. So we endearingly, I will say that. Um, and then of course, rage. we also call it just each other mean things. That's probably the oh, yeah. most. Like yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. And yeah. It, it's, it's the micro venting I was talking We've about. We've also done this other weird thing of like turning, um, like jackass but just jack anything yeah jack doodle jack canoe jack chameleon jack kayak jack hole jack hole is a big one it just pretty much means jack you, wagon it just pretty much means you suck yeah that's like all it means here, so jack just doodle. Each yeah, other those things anyways so that's our little section of weird that you just got into our a life glimpse into our life there's yeah. much more where that comfort came from but we don't so need to much. bring it anyways it's insane. um what's your favorite food uh this one's hard so well, we can answer that one together now, finally. Oh, yeah. We love dim sum. Dim sum. So I have loved dim sum forever, like it's since so I was like good. 10 or 11. She hated it through the first half of our like relationship. Um, but I've, I've converted her to three major things. What he basically which does are my three is biggest foods. he basically just forces me to continue to eat these things well, until I, I like them. What I do is, and this is true, is I bring her to places where I know there's something she likes and then I just keep eating and then what I, I want. Will try and then she tries it, it and tries it and eventually likes it. Oh, another fun thing he does is if we go out to eat with his family and he knows I don't mm-hmm. like a certain place, is he'll <laughs> say to his family, like, okay, specifically, like favorite thing. I don't like Thai food. And he'll say well, they, don't, they don't like Thai that much. Whatever, That's it's just example. one. But yeah. anyways, he'll just well, say dim sum he'll call them and too. say, "Hey guys, I really like this Thai place. Do you want to go?" And so his you whole family it? is like, "Yeah." And so then I can't be the bitch who's like, "I don't want to go there," even though he knows I don't want to go there. So that's well, a fun game we play. Technically, she's not. You don't have to come. Is the point too? Whatever. Like I want to go get food. Anyway, like. so anyway, our top three or the things I converted her to are Cajun food, dim sum, and oysters. No, not Cajun food. The very first time we ever ate Cajun food, I loved it. But, but I mean, I introduced you to it. Yeah, so. but you didn't convert me. I freaking loved it. But like oysters and and dim sum and sushi and sushi. Um, but yeah, so those those pretty much sum up my favorites. Like if we're gonna go out to eat, that's what. I, oh, and then we like steak. I have to be honest. I have about seven hundred. Yeah, we, we kind of have like a, a Rolodex that we move through. Like 10 different snacks, 10 different candies, 15 different kinds of food. I just love food. Right now, though, dim sum's top. Yeah, okay. I love dim sum a lot. I want to introduce you to real ramen. But I'm, I just love food. I just love things that are delicious and go into my face. Um, so the next question is about our pets. So we right now, we have three dogs. Which we had two for a minute. And then prior to that, we had three. Yes. Um, I'm a huge dog person. Yeah, me too. Not as much. I, I'm, I'm a huge dog person with limits. Art is a huge, crazy dog person. If it was would, up to him, he'd have 25. Yeah, so like I'm the dude who I specifically still remember certain dogs that I met on the street, like Georgia. He's also the guy Ooh, who will Georgia. meet a dog on the street, sit down and let that dog I ask sit first. on him and then lick his face for 20 I minutes. I ask first. I say, yeah. can oh, I pet your dog? that makes it less weird. And then they're like, yeah. And then I get on the floor and they're like, what's happening? Anyways, no, 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 no. We have three dogs. 
We have an old dachshund. He's 13. His name's Larry. You hear about him a lot in our bloopers because he's 14. always... I thought he was 13. 2005. Okay, 14. He's always sitting with me. I've had him since prior to manhood. And he continually licks himself and he also is a stinky, stinky old man. He's old, yeah. Um, and then we also have Molly, who's a beagle mix and she's three and she's precious. And then we just got Winnie, who is a uh, German, lab, Shepherd lab. German Shepherd and she's three months old. And she's pure black and really, really cute. She has one little white spot on her chest. Yeah, so like we've fostered and uh, stuff Lots with of dogs, like dogs yeah. and like we dogs it and I just like, I literally cannot have enough dogs. Okay, um, least favorite thing to do? Edit this podcast <laughs> is one of them. Because, um, like, I love the podcast. I love it being done. But, like, editing takes a long time. Um, and we're apart. And it just gets really repetitive. But So, it's one of, one of the chores that I'm not a huge fan of. Wake up. Yeah, waking up. We're both not morning people. We actually have... The, I thought you were going to talk about this unwritten rule. That uh, if we wake each other oh, up in the yeah. middle of the night, we can just be just unbridled really jerks to each other. We're just like, so mean. And it's like, it, there's no limit. Like, like we, if I wake up and RJ happens to be like a centimeter on my side of the yeah. bed, I will physically, she'll physically push, like, him. push me. She'll physically push me and be like, you're such a Nazi ass. And like, I'm like yelling at her. And like so screaming. And, and then, then, I, then, we, and then and we both go to sleep. Nine times out of ten, we finish that conversation with shut up. No, you shut up. And, and then, then we, we literally go, go back to sleep. Or shh. <laughs> and then we go back to sleep and then we and wake the up like good morning i love you yeah, i love you so much like we wake up like cuddling like it's and the not the best part about this thing is up until like a year ago we never even talked, we never even about, talked it. about it like we it was were always so aware. unspoken but yeah. it was oh just and then we were like literally one time rachel just goes hey do you ever notice that, um, <laughs> we're complete we're pieces of savages to each other in the night um but yeah it's an unwritten rule i can't and get no, mad at i her. love sleeping i would do it the difference between us is RJ doesn't like waking up in the morning, but it. RJ doesn't really like sleeping. I love I love to sleep, but I'm an insomniac. I love sleep. If I could be a koala and sleep for 23 hours a day, which both of our babies are, which, I would so 100%. Lucky. Um, what is your favorite sweet? You have about two that you actually like. So Yeah, so I really only like like uh flan. Uh gross. Which creme brulee is like a weird cousin of flan. And creme brulee is hundred times better. Cheesecake's okay. Some certain pies are okay, but I'm not. I'm not a huge sweets person. Again, I have like twenty five. I like um, Reese's peanut butter cups and Milky Way. Are my favorite well, candies. The, the list that's literally shorter is what don't you like? Oh, like nothing. Yeah, so I don't. Think I don't really like stuff with bananas in it. There you go. So that's it. That's Everything else it. is like oh, tops. And flan. I don't like flan. She doesn't Gross. like flan. Yeah. It's like, but you'll eat it still. Barely. It's like yeah. wet cake. I don't like it. I love wet cake. Um, what is your best memory of me or of us together? Whatever. There's a lot. I, I don't mean first. that like I as have a mine. Low, but yeah. Do you want me to go lot. first? Yeah, sure. So my, I think the one like obviously there's a bunch that do a bunch of things for me, but the one I want that I can talk about, which was the moment of like, okay, I think this is my dude. Like I think this is my person. Whatever was when we had been dating for like a year for the summer when we got out of school we went on a road trip together yeah yep um and we drove what did we do we drove from corporate we went from corpus christi to albuquerque to albuquerque to, to phoenix, phoenix to, to san francisco oh, no to vegas. no vegas was after i thought nope, oh to no vegas. to las vegas to san down to la down to la all the way up the coast to san francisco and then across through uh wendover into salt lake as part of the move salt lake yeah we're gonna move there so it was it was a long road trip with we had the purpose 48 hours of driving yeah with I the remember. purpose of dropping off my car so that i could drive my truck but to we move. wanted to turn it into a fun road trip yeah because like, we like, if, if we're, we're gonna, gonna drive the there anyway, we might as well do it. do it 
And we didn't. We stayed with friends like the whole time. So it was like really cheap. Like that was the point of it. We didn't fight one time. We had so much fun. We spent the whole, we like, we listened to music and stuff and had an audio game. But in general, we just talked. Like we spent probably 40 of the 48 hours talking to each other. And it, and everywhere we stopped was fun. Like it was just this moment for me of like, if I can spend 48 hours in a car with this guy and, and want to actually see him the next day, like that to me proves to me that I, I enjoy you well, enough and, and, and we get along both of well us enough. Is, is introvert. So midway through the trip, my, one of my buddies and, uh, my sister, uh, actually joined the trip because, uh, the, you know, they just wanted to, like, it sounded like a good time. And, uh, I love, I love, I love my sister. I really do. I mean, I'll talk crap about her cause she's my sister and that's what brothers do. But I legitimately love my sister. She's, she was my best friend, like growing up and as a teenager and stuff, but Becky knows this and it's not a surprise to anybody. Everybody knows this. There is a point where literally Becky needs to leave or her life is in danger with me. Right. And, uh, that was, and again, like she was one of my best friends growing up. My, my best friend growing up also has that same point with me. Like, and he's well aware of it. And, uh, I found out that trip that Rachel doesn't have that point. Like I literally, she had broken through my introversion and that was like, well, can't figure any other human can do that. So here we go. I have to be like, honestly, between the two of us and not because he likes me more than I like him. I get to the point faster. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Get away from me and leave me alone. Like, than he alone. does. Yep. Yeah. And, and normally in, in every social relationship I'd ever had, it was definitely the opposite. So yep. that was that. All right. Um, your turn. Oh, what? Your memory. That was mine. Oh, my, that, that's it too. Probably. No cheating. Pick but, a new one. Pick a new one. So I, I mean, it's sappy and it's recent, but I, I really can't top it. But when we, uh, when we first got Cole, right, and it's different with Sterling because it's not it's not a kid thing. It's it's how it happened. Like with Sterling, um, it was my first year at my company, and so I I work at Amazon. And uh, in your first year, you don't get parental leave, so I had to take my normal time or like spend time with Sterling on the weekends. Like I didn't get a paternity leave, right? But with Cole, um, you know, I'm two three years. I was three years in at the time, so I got a full six week paternity leave. And for two of those weeks, uh, I wish it was more, but definitely two of those weeks, um, I got to be in Oklahoma City with with Cole. So this goes to our adoption so, thing. Yeah, that we're we talk were about. in uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, because that's where that's he was where at. He is, and you have to wait for the paperwork to clear in order for you to leave. So for two weeks, um, our uh, right, my mother in law, Rachel's mom, uh, was nice enough to watch our son for us, uh, Sterling. That way, we could go just be with the newborn and and do the whole newborn thing. And um, like, obviously sleep was a problem, but like, like I said, I'm naturally an insomniac. So we ended up kind of like switching back and forth, but I took a lot of the nights. She took a lot of the days and we bombed like a 270 hours of Naruto. Like it was, it was insane. So she'd never watched it. And we were like, well, screw it. Like if we're ever going to watch it, let's do it. So, um, we like made it through most of Shippuden, like in that time. And we, we did like what, eight Netflix series, like a yeah, bunch something of them. Like that. And, uh, it was just, again, that, like that whole me and her can just gestate together, literally stuck in a snowed in like little crap where house. Where we can't take a baby anywhere because he'll we can't get sick. Take, yeah, because he'll get sick and it's freezing anyway. So it's like really inconvenient to take him. Um, and we did that, you know, for a couple of weeks and, and could have done it for a lot more. And it was just like a total partnership. And like, I don't think we fought like a single time. I like, don't feel like, I don't know. I don't think um, we did. Yeah, it was, it was a ton of fun. Like legitimately, I look back on that like a vac- like one of the most relaxing vacations I've ever done, and it was me being with my newborn son because it was just so much fun to just be be there. So like Vale obviously comes to mind. So does our honeymoon and all these other things. But like yeah, that one to me was just like 
was a really special moment because it was with our son, but, um, and it was the first time I ever got to have a paternity leave and, and really have that bonding experience. And yeah, it was special. Okay. So this is a question by Mark Hills. He asked, um, this was before, obviously our ghost hunt. Have you ever been on a ghost hunt? And if so, do you think that it was anything more than just entertainment or do you think public ghost hunts without controls can offer any real evidence? So obviously we have, and then I've, I've done like just bull crap, like seances and stuff like that in the past. Um, I think they can. I think the problem is it's so diluted that you would never be able to tell what it was. So like in our video, we did catch a couple things. And in the video, I do say like it's over an 85% chance being a human, 15.9% chance being an animal. And then point one of something I don't know, which that also encompasses ghosts. It also encompasses, it happened to be a piece of wood that happened to make that noise. So like, it's just, it's, it's, is there evidence out there? I'm sure somebody's caught something. It's can you definitively say that's the thing, you know? Um, and, and so, no, I mean, I don't think it'll ever be definitive. I think that's part of the cool thing that keeps this game going as far as being interesting. Um, but yeah, is there something to it? I, I do think there is something to it. I, I think that, uh, I think it is possible, uh, to catch something. I think that anomalies are just too, shared and to real to not be anything it's just you know is it our like traditional definition of a ghost like probably not can we ever prove it probably not um is it entertaining as hell yeah it is so um that's kind of where i stand with it is like even if we did even if i caught a demon saying you know you'll burn tonight or whatever and then my house catches on fire like it's still not definitive it'll never be definitive yeah i Totally agree. Yeah, I think like even if you caught something on camera, you could always say the file was corrupted, you know, so like it's just that that's just where it stands with me. And I think that's where it'll die with me. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But I'm definitely going to do more ghost hunts because, man, that was fun. So this next question is from Tara. Um, she asked. Uh, it's on Tara. I thought no, I, I thought it was switched. It, no, it is switched on Facebook. It's on Tara. Her, na or on oh, Tara. Her it, name is it. Tara. Tara, got it. Um. What are we planning for Halloween costumes? So I have to preface this. Is this is all up to her. I don't care. Yeah. RJ, <laughs> again, so I'm the person who loves the paranormal but hates being scared. RJ loves paranormal but hates Halloween. Like he's just no, not I love Halloween. Halloween. You don't I, like dressing up. I don't up. like to go out. I want to stay at home and watch No, but you shows. don't like dressing up. Okay, but what three-year-old wants to sit around and watch haunted shows? No, he wants candy. No, Can you blame I'll him? I'll take him for candy, but the minute he's asleep, I just want to sit around and watch yeah, haunted shows. Yeah, that is what we do. We don't do anything else, but he doesn't. I know. He I'm hates, not saying I'm unhappy. He hates being dressed. He hates getting dressed up. I just don't see the point. In it. I never did. I, I love it. It's so fun. Anyways, so I love doing family costumes and I know at some point someone's going to think they're super lame and never want to do them again. So I am enjoying them for as long as possible. So I was I, Asian Woody last year. Oh, no, I wasn't. No, I was Asian you Buzz. Buzz. You don't, have to put Asian, you don't have to put Asian in front of it. You're always Asian. You do have to. Though. You don't. All right, whatever. Anyways, um... So we asked Sterling what he wanted to be this year, and he said he wanted to be go he wanted to be monsters. So we think he's going to be a ghost. Art is going to be a skeleton. I'm going to be a witch, and I think Cole's going to be a werewolf or a tiny little baby vampire, which either one will be adorable. We promise we will post pictures of them. Um. Okay. So the next question, um, is what made us choose adoption? So this is also going to be my story. So, so, well, no, mine's super fast. So let me start with me. Uh, like from the scientific perspective, I always looked at it and said, why would I create more if there are so many that need love? 
And then I also in college worked with a uh, foster care company and, and, and provided uh, after school care for foster kids, like uh, managed a team that did it. And so um, I got like a really intimate understanding with what the difference is between foster and like what an adoption can do for somebody. So I specifically always wanted to adopt. So um, after I got married about like a year later, I got baby crazy and we started trying to have a baby and um, it didn't work and it'd been a year and we were pretty young. So that's super not normal. So after a year, I went to my OBGYN. Um, we started doing taking meds to try to help us. That didn't work. Uh, we started doing procedures to help us get pregnant. That didn't work. We did IVF, which is like the big procedure that didn't work. Um, and I finally just kind of said, I think for the longest time, I had this, it wasn't, it, I wasn't focused on the idea of, of having a baby. Obviously that was important. I was so focused on the idea of having what the, you know, the experience everybody else gets of like the pregnancy, feeling the baby, watching my belly grow, taking the pictures, finding out the gender, all that kind of stuff that felt so important to me at the time. And then, um, I remember my sister kind of talked to me and said, have you thought of adoption? And, and at first I was like, Normally when you do IVF, almost everybody says you'll do IVF at least three times, which now looking is, a, a, that's a lot. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of hormones in your body, a lot of time on top of the fact that you're already hormonal and just, I mean, I was severely ups, uh, sad all the time and I was just frustrated and heartbroken and all of those things because I wanted it more than anything. It had been like two years. Um, and I kind of like realized that in the end, the goal is not pregnancy, right? Like no one's saying like, oh, I can't wait to get pregnant. No one says that. That's because that's not the goal. The goal is to be a parent. Like my goal here is to be a mom. And so not then pregnancy is not special. Of course it's not. But that's not the end goal. Shift in perspective. It's not like yeah. no one, it, they, if they said like, you can be pregnant for 18 years or you can have a kid and have them, everyone would choose that, obviously. Um, so I kind of started shifting my way of thinking and I started looking into adoption and I really started realizing that like for me, being a mom is the most important thing. And I started realizing like the beauty of adoption. And like RJ said, the whole idea of there's so many people on this planet already and all of that kind of stuff. And it, and it really started to grow on me and become this really attractive idea. So then we talked about it and we decided well, I mean, it was always an attractive idea. It's about the timing of it. Right. Yeah. Cause that was something like before we even got married, we all, we both knew we wanted yeah, to sure. adopt it was and the foster. Whole, like, it was, oh, we'll have but is that now? And well, then... I mean, we, we got married young, right? Like I said, we, I was 17 when you met, I was 19 when we married. She, you were 18 20. and 20 yeah. or going on 21. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, we had time and I think that's really one of the main sticking points as far as, you know, cause I mean, even still people today are like, well, you know, are you going to keep trying? Like we're still young, you know? And, um, yeah, I mean, I just don't care to be honest with you. Like uh, that, that was something that I remember that like one out of 10 times that I can't make her laugh through something that's hard. This was one of those many times. And I, of course I made her laugh a lot, but it, it was just hard because, um, as much as like I tried to empath, like sympathize, definitely. I, I had a hard time empathizing because as the guy, um, and it, like, I'm sure it's different if she were to be pregnant, but, uh, from my perspective, it was, I'm going to love it. I don't care where it comes from. So like, well, and that was actually, you know, like one I of, don't get pregnant. That was so. actually one of the moments that I kind of realized that. Cause I realized like, cause I felt that whole idea. It wasn't that I cared if a child wasn't coming from me. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, I felt like almost like not, I knew I could, I never felt like I wouldn't be able to have a connection with a child I adopted. It was the whole like jealousy of women who 
got that connection. But then the second RJ said, well, I'm the dad. Like I, it's going to be the same for me anyways. Like it's not coming from my body. This is not in a way that I can like tell. Yes. Right. And that was the moment of like, oh, so I'll just be like a dad and dads love their kids just as much as moms do. You know what I mean? Like that was kind of like a, it's a really simplified way of putting it. But like, for me, that was how I felt at the time. Like this is no different than a dad that loves their kid. And it really isn't. So like, that was something like, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't get to look at my sons and like see a physical attribute. That's mine. Like my straight black hair. Oh or whatever. my gosh. Are you, but, what Sterling said to you today? Right. I know. But I was about to say like, but, but he is still me. Like he doesn't, he's done this thing ever since like literally since we adopted him where he like flails his arms and goes, ugh, like that. The ugh. Ugh, yeah. All the time. That's, that's me. A hundred percent me. And he does both of those things. The flailing of my arms is a joke, but I do it at Rachel and so then now he does it seriously. And, and ugh, like I do that jokingly seriously whatever i do it a hundred times a day and he told rj today that he's being the worst which is <laughs> which like, is 100 percent rachel yeah my what my saying on the show is oh i don't like that my saying in life is you're being the worst i say it to larry i say it to sterling yeah, and, and i say it to rj sterling said it to me today so so yeah like i said as the dad it just it, and you know it, I don't like think it matters adoption yeah it's just been an amazing like it i just feel like i've been i've been able to have this really cool experience because of it like it was hard and it was all of it's hard, right? And I'm not trying to say it's harder than anything else. I don't think it is. Uh, it's just different. It's yeah. just different. It's just hard. different. Um, so we also have another question about just like the basic General process. General basic process, so which, we can, gonna, which we can boil down. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to kind of go over the short points. So um, you basically have to decide where you want to adopt from. So there's the option of private adoption, which is normally an adoption in the U.S. that is um, from a woman and our woman and man who are currently pregnant and who are searching out someone to adopt the child when the child is born. That is normally how that works. And it's through an agency. There's a bunch of agencies all over the U.S. that do it. And then there's also international adoption, which obviously is from another country. And then there's and foster. the country really drives how that yes, goes. Yes, that one's definitely, uh, they have the, all the rules. And then um, there's obviously foster care adoption where you adopt a child from foster care. Um, and that one's the cheapest but lengthiest, so... Yes. Well, well, no. Domestic. I mean, uh, international. International can be, can be much longer. Yeah. They, but they um, both they both trade off with one another. Yeah. And then from there, you contact the agency, um, or I mean, or you can choose just a lawyer. It's a huge process. You can or choose just a lawyer, um, which comes with its own things also. And then you have to get what's called a home study, which is where people come to your house and ask you lots and lots of personal questions about your life and inspect your home and, and inspect like your home that. to make sure it's a safe place for kids. And then from there, you normally get on a list of um, you make a profile for you and your family about what you do, where you live, um, what your likes and dislikes are, what your kind of like morals and values are. And then um, birth moms can uh, or potential birth moms can check you out and look at you. And then if they like you, they can pick you. And then if they pick you, you get to meet them. They normally have the baby and then you get that baby. That's kind of. That's the general. Yeah. That's I mean, there's, there's adoption, a thousand different things that can come up. And, and I don't and know. Like, I can't. Well, for instance, like our son was a private adoption, but from, you know, a, a totally different thing. And, and he's also native American. So like that threw a curveball into it. So yeah, there's a billion different like types of circumstances that can yes, come about. And, that, but and that's I don't know, I'm not going to try to pretend I know a lot about international. I don't, um, like I said, a lot of it is dictated by the different countries. So they all have different rules yep. and then, um, adoption through foster care. Yep you get with a foster care agency and every and you state's do the same different. kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, sometimes you just work through state, straight, straight, uh, straight through CPS. Other times you do foster care. Yep. I mean, you do an agency, sorry. So yep. it just kind of depends on where you're at. Um, yep. And I, w- I would say like, I'll just say this. There are a ton of resources out there. So if anybody 
um, you know, just wants to hear more about our, our story or like uh, seek advice or anything like that. We're open books. We don't care. Yes. Um, so, you know, reach out to us. Uh, we're more than willing to, you know, get on a call with somebody I love or adoption whatever, questions so. because I love adoption. Yeah, so yeah, it's if a great you're thing, in so. any way interested in it or know someone who's interested in it or, or whatever. Foster, we foster too. Yeah, we also, we also <laughs> are foster parents. So um, there's that. Okay, next question. By um, Andrew, a.k.a. Stumpy. I love your name. Do you guys think the current podcast trend is a fad or is it here to stay? So, um, obviously there's a huge debate. I think it's here to stay. The reason why I say that is because, um, the audio medium actually plays well into how busy our lives are and everything that like, as far as we're going in, in regards to, um, more automation here, there, more desk jobs, stuff like that. Um, the audio medium, uh, I think, is irreplaceable in regards to the way that we consume the content. So YouTube, it's actually been shown that um, even YouTube, which is the most successful medium right now to get personal content like this out there, um, you still don't actually have the uh, listeners attention the same way you do with podcasts, because generally speaking, and I hope this is the case for y'all because this has been a super long episode. You hit play and then because you're driving, you don't move around right like there's not an ad in your face saying hey check out this video instead like we actually like i used to watch Rhett and link when i was younger and i just showed rachel like who Rhett and link even are and like constantly through Rhett and link's own like um videos and stuff you'll see their next video pop up and you're tempted to just go oh you know what instead i'm going to listen to that one where with a podcast once you hit play you know you're generally driving and and we kind of can keep you um, on the hook for a while. So I think that that element, um, until Tesla cars and like self-driving becomes truly actualized and, and something like that, I just think it's going to be irreplaceable. For instance, I, the reason why I got into audiobooks and stuff like that is I love to play Madden while listening to audiobooks or podcasts and, and watching YouTube videos as well. So it's just one of those things, like, I just don't think that that's something that that ability to consume content while doing the dishes and stuff like that. I just don't think we're ever going to replace it. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I mean, who knows if it will stay this big or if it'll get bigger or... I think it's bound to get bigger. Yeah. Um, I just think also my other thing is there's so many people out there willing and trying to put out content and all different kinds of content. Like that's the coolest part of podcasts is that there's just, I mean, there's literally everything. There's relationship advice, there's humor, there's pop culture, there's sports, there's, there's just anything and everything you could want to um, listen to is available. And so I think, and it will only become more available as more people put out podcasts and there's 25 versions of the different things that you like. So if you're into the paranormal, but you don't like this. I listen this, to at least eight or nine. Right. If, yeah. if you're into the paranormal and you listen to the first guy and you're like, I don't really like that podcast. You're the next one, the next one, the next one. And or you find on yours. the flip side, you like a subject like we did Skinwalker Ranch and then you can listen to last podcast on the left do Skinwalker Ranch and you right. can listen to M and, uh, uh, Christine do, you know, yes. Skinwalker Ranch. Same. So. Totally agree. Because like I get on these kicks where I'm like, I can't take enough of that. So then I go looking for yeah. other episodes. So um, I also forgot to say this. Sorry. Uh, Blows of Mercy also asked us about the whole. Uh, why did we do a podcast? So. Well, we, and then we have another one from uh, Carol. Well, yeah, but hers is a little different. Um, so our next question is from Full Dark Amy. She asked, um, if one of you were to witness something paranormal that you couldn't rationalize away and totally 100% believe happened, how difficult would it be to convince the other? And what what would you uh, your approach be to broaching the eyewitness something conversation? So we kind of spoiled this with our last thing that scared us question. Um, but 
I mean, we, we just talk about it matter of factly, and I think there's total belief there. Like, so we do try to debunk it. Like, both of us were like, well, what if it was this? What if it was that? Well, I don't think it was. And then that was pretty much it. Um, I wish that one were more, ju- more juicy, but it just isn't. Uh, we, we're very, like, straightforward people. Yeah. We, we would, I honestly, I don't know if I've ever gone into a conversation with you where I had to, like, strategize. think through what I was going to say. Maybe I should more often. That might, like, help <laughs> me, but I don't. Yeah, same. So, yeah, we just, we just start talking. But also, there's, I don't know if there's, like, a full, it's, I believe you. I don't. Oh, I don't believe exactly that's what happened. If that makes sense. No, I, I agree. I believe that was your perception of what well, occurred. Well, like I believe that you saw a shadow. Yeah. At the door, I don't know what that shadow was. Me neither. I don't either. Yeah. But I believe you saw it, and the same as like I, you know, you believe that I heard that weird toy, and I heard and I saw the door handle jiggle. That doesn't mean you believe that it was there. So. Or that it was a ghost. Yeah. I don't. Uh, that's more interesting. I don't know what it would take. For one of us to say straight up, like, I saw a ghost. You need to believe it was a ghost. Like, I just, I don't ever foresee it being like a thing. Like, I just don't. Me neither. But I, it's, it's interesting to think about what if it was. Yeah, I, I think we'd have to get on camera. <laughs> yeah, well, we're both too skeptical. I think it just as humans. And I think because we both are, I would never be like, I can't believe you don't believe me. Like, it would be like, well, no, it, I don't well, believe I mean, you. legitimately, because it's what, what does it come down to is what is the likelihood that there was a demon standing outside that door or there happened to be like a moth right on the light bulb where it looked like there was a shadow. Yeah. There. You know what I mean? Like, right. And that's really what it comes down to. So, OK, so this one is from um, Britt and Kelly from the Faves of Our Lives. Check out their show. Yes, they're awesome. Um, her, for their first question is what is the number one case that you covered that you wish were true despite all rational thoughts leading it to be false I have mine freaking lizard people I think that'd be so cool I would love for lizard people to be real wow that is like the last on my list um, I would love it but there's literally it's just the number one one to me that like 100% can't be real but like would be awesome for me it's it there's two and they're equal so i i tried to put one over the other and i can't it's area 51 bob lazar and bigfoot so i mean there are all a bunch of individual cases of course that like i think are cool um but i don't think anything would shape up this world shake up this world as much as area 51 being exactly what bob lazar said and or bigfoot existing and like all the questions that that would entail It'd be pretty cool if the denver airport was the hub of all evil it would be, but then it's like, but at the end of the day, like, what if they just call themselves that and they really suck? Like, so even if, like, there but is... like, legitimately the hub of all evil. I guess that would be cool, but not my favorite. It is a creepy place. Okay. Oh, it is. You still have been there. That's so weird. I've been there I so... I have been there. I just don't remember. Yeah, but... I, I was, mean, like, 16. It, it's, it is a legitimately, like, interesting kind of place. Like, I still... I think about, like, walking around there. Like, it, for some reason, it always feels empty. Like, it's... It, they have, like, this weird, like... uh What's it called? Gargoyle that like talks to people. It's like animatronics. It's very strange. Number two is we know your feelings on Bagans, but is there anybody? Bagans, by the way, Zach Bagans from <laughs> Ghost Adventures. And yes, we are negative generally. Anybody slash any show in that genre that you would give credibility to, or do you just think it's crap overall? So I used to give credibility to Ghost Hunters um, Taps when they first started. That was like the number one one we watched. Yeah, and the reason why is because in the original like episodes and seasons like you i mean you would go episodes where they wouldn't catch a single thing um mm-hmm. and i felt that that was credible um they were also a low budget show by sci-fi once the money got involved um things got more sensationalized people started claiming that they were nefarious stuff like that i still think they're two good dudes that that tried their best no matter how it shook out um so yeah they still have a special place in my heart uh ghost in the hood i think is the most <laughs> <no>. <laughs> 
Uh, so if you haven't checked out Ghost in the Hood, try Guys, to check it out. I don't know how you'll find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Find it. It's one season. It was season. one of my favorite shows. It is the best show I've ever watched. Yeah, it's like legitimately very funny. And they did legitimately catch some things, so that was cool. Um, but it was very funny, and I loved Ghost in the Hood. It was the most entertaining while also being like a ghost show that has like real content I've ever seen. Oh, ever. Yeah, it was, it was my perfect show, and I'm really sad they didn't get picked up. Uh, obviously, m- not enough of us have heard of it, so... Um, no, uh, I mean, there, there are people that have scraped credibility. I, uh, it's just, it's such an easy thing to fake. I mean, it really is. Well, and the way I, I like to think about it, because obviously yeah, part of me wants to be annoyed by that. The other part of me is like, you don't make money if you're not interesting. Well, you can't keep going to these places and having nothing happen. Or even if something does happen and continue to say, oh, it's probably this or probably a rat or whatever. Well, and that's and one not, thing like Ghost Hunters was good about was they did right. consistently go down the normal rabbit holes. The, the thing about it is once you get to a certain level of pr- production, and I mean just any kind of production, it's even if Jason and Grant, the two dudes from TAPS, really truly never meant to fake anything, but what if this other random dude did, right? Like, right. And then all of a sudden, like a full season's corrupted. So that's those are the things like you can't control. So I, I give none, almost none true credibility, but they get my gears spinning and they still make me feel good. And that's what I like about it. Uh, I would say uh, that old skeptical skeptic ghost hunt was pretty, uh, pretty good. <laughs> Gosh. Check it out. Um, I also like the, I, I like, um, for me, what keeps me continuing to watch is first off, it is entertaining, um, but is just the idea that it was something. The idea that one, if they caught, let's say, okay, well, we're generous and say we're watching douchebagans. Let's say he caught 15 things in that episode because he does. Um, if one of those things was real. Then there you go. There, Yeah, that's well, interesting. There to me. have been very compelling episodes of Ghost Avengers. I, I think you can't. He just has to ruin yeah, it. With he, his, he ruins it with his own non-credibility but but like for instance like there was this one episode where like you straight up like see something fly off a shelf and i don't think that they're that stupid to do that there's another one where like this dude they might be there was another thing where like you you watch this guy like hide from like these three shadows and it was like such a natural reaction it's pretty good um so yeah i mean those are the things that like they stick out to me and they're still entertaining so even though he and and honestly once i like embraced him as a joke like he almost adds to that like ghost in the hidden type of humor so oh yeah it's so funny it's pretty good because like i'm not gonna say they've never caught anything they've right. been in 15 seasons with the creepy places but what i'm really there for are the moments when zach starts to not feel good i i am feeling an angry at this an moment, aggression at this moment at this moment i felt a I felt a wave of anger. Could this be Emily? <laughs> the woman mentioned on the spirit box? The very best thing is that it said he'll say her name is, could this be Emily? Because like he, he cannot he pronounce pronounces anything yeah. right. Like he just, what is this guy? <laughs> Who know. gave this guy a you know, show? And I do mean this. He's probably a really nice person. I'm sure he is. And but it, like, make, it hurts my okay, heart. Because he does what, come off kind of like a, like a child. What really gets to me here is the fact that it's like, on top of the fact that he's overdone and he makes it so ridiculous, it's the fact the man dresses like he's from the early 2000s. The amount of L.A. looks gel in his it's, hair. It's his brand, though. Like, that that's the whole thing at the okay, end of the day. It's I don't even care. And then the way that he talks, like, who is not dressing this man and who is not telling him, like, hey, you need to sound like an actual functioning person on TV. Have you seen how successful it is for him? Well, I know. And I, but do you want to be that person? Like, why does he want to be that person? Because now he has a haunted mansion that he, like, owns in I Vegas. I get it, but he could have done that by just being the over-the-top guy without being the stupid guy. I don't know. Who Whatever. pronounces everything wrong and he wears... He has officially taken up too many minutes of our time. I just... 
I could I could have an entire podcast dedicated That's to it. him. That that'll be the next mini so douchebagans episode forty one point five. I'm not talking about mini episode. I'm Real. saying like whole a special podcast. No, oh a whole, whole podcast, podcast where we just watch the series. I could talk about douchebagans <laughs> on end. Jeez. Okay. All right. We've literally we've watched what over a hundred episodes. Oh yeah, I mean easily, yeah, easily, probably. That's why we catch ourselves all the time. We're like, oh, this one. And we press it. We've already seen that one. And then we're like, you want to watch Douche Bacon's ha ha joke? And then we like actually press it. And I was like, wait a minute. Why have I seen this whole season? <laughs> like the newest season. <laughs> we watch so much of it. It's so real. Okay. Um, so Could it be that he has taken over our bodies? <laughs> So Carol has already asked us a few questions. How do we meet? Uh, why did we do the podcast? But one that she asked that we have not covered is why this medium? Why did we do specifically a podcast and not a different version of entertainment? Because we are both big like YouTube fans, um, which is why like the ghost hunt thing is so fun to me. Like, and, and it's fun. Like I love to video edit. I've done videos in the past. Um, it's very time consuming, which is the main reason why I went to podcasting. It Like podcasting is definitely time consuming. Don't get me wrong. But by removing the visual, like that literally removes a whole element that then you have to edit. Um, also, from a podcasting perspective, Rachel was like very adamant that she didn't want to have to do her makeup once a week for this specifically. So um, you guys do not want to see me right now. I think she's gore. Like, don't don't. No, honestly, though, don't. How, when do I always say you look the best? Like, unprompted? I know it's almost more insulting. Like, I'll like <laughs> do my hair and makeup for like two hours and he's like, hey, let's go. And then I walk around and like half asleep. I've literally woken up before with my hair all over and in a I'm like, you look t-shirt with baby throw up probably on it. And yeah. he's like, you look so pretty. And I'm like, screw you. No, man. But that's a thing. People know that that's a thing. Like, that's a cultural thing where it's like. A woman in her natural element is just attractive. My natural um, element is like having living your life where I see you so much. I haven't washed yes. my hair in four days. Like when we first started dating and she wore sweatpants for the first time, I was like, dang. They were your sweatpants that <laughs> yeah. I stole. I was like, yeah. All right. Uh, what's next? No. Um, well, I want to answer too. Oh, yeah, I, sorry. So uh, doing this podcast for me, although I was the one that thought of it, um, is, is a big deal. It was very uncomfortable for like the first 15 episodes. And you can, you can hear it with her, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, the difference is huge. Yeah. We're like, um, she, it clearly like she wasn't talking to me and then it clicked where now she's well, talking to like, me or even more. So maybe now she's like talking to the audience, but that's comfortable. So yeah, I, I don't like public speaking in any way. I don't enjoy talking in front of other human beings. I honestly don't really enjoy talking to lots of people that much in general. I don't like meeting new people that much. I'm not only, I'm just a bad combination of extremely introverted and highly socially anxious. So those two things mixed together aren't great. So when I thought of, I thought this would be so much fun and that kind of overrode my fear and my anxiety. Um, but not enough to put myself in front of camera because not only would I feel the need to constantly look good, but also I would be constantly worried about making a dumb face about like yawning about like wearing something weird. My hair looking stupid. The body language aspect would just be way off. And I, and I would be so uncomfortable that I would not honestly. Well, and I think if we made the jump now to video, I don't it'd think be it'd be different. that big of a deal. Yeah, like for different. the ghost hunt, I wasn't that worried about it. I yeah. had a few moments where I like really cared, but in general, I I just didn't really pay that much attention to yeah. it. Which is why um, we're doing the ghost hunt now. And like, we may even record a couple episodes. Yeah, like. I still don't want to do that. But yeah, so for me, also my other thing, honestly, and like, 
I don't say this in any way to like hate on YouTube. I love YouTube. I watch it all the time. I feel like YouTube eventually becomes like clickbaity and just it's always clickbait. Yeah, right. But I mean, even my most respected people. Right. But I mean, yeah, even if you start out really working not to do that, it kind of becomes that because it just kind of has to like it it is the medium. Yes. Like, I think that's the part of it is it is the YouTube. It's not even video posting. It is the YouTube medium. Yes. Yeah. The the art style for catching people's eyes. Yeah. And I just I feel like all the jump cuts like jump cuts is a huge YouTube thing. Yeah, I feel like YouTube attracts everyone. Everyone watches youtube no matter like who you are when i feel like including the worst people in the world yes when <laughs> i feel like podcasts are a little more directed towards certain people but you, that, you will stick around because you want to hear this content yeah and i and i you're here because you care what we're talking about not because of some dumb click i mean i have there have been so many times where i have watched a youtube video only gotten to the point where i cared about what the clickbait is or fast forwarded through the whole thing to get to no, the point you you scroll down and someone goes you're here because of this and then you click that yes. link yeah and then i leave i like, yeah. I'm not actually interested in anything else you have to say. Nope, just show me that Any of your second. other content. I just want to know the answer. And then there's the flip side where you buy into a channel. Yeah. And now it's like you can put out a year worth of crap. I'm still going to watch your yes, stuff. Yes, totally. Yeah. And so, and I feel like, I feel like YouTube, that happens. But I feel like with podcasts, that's almost always what happens. And so, um, that's. And again, it's because with the podcast, you have to click play and then you don't really change. Yeah. Well, also, so like I said, there's no it. clickbait. There's no, there's just, there can't really be. Yeah. Even a title, like can only be so well written. Right. I mean, there's, yeah, there's no flashy pictures and production value and stuff like that. It's just talking. It's just, well, there is production value. Thanks you know, for downplaying you everything. You know what I, I mean? Do. Like overly done <laughs> stuff. It's just talking to each other. Yeah, I'm like it's you. just communicating. And so, on, or listening to someone or talk or whatever. Yep. Exactly. And so that was also attractive, but honestly, for me, the biggest is the, Social anxiety makes me very uncomfortable. All right. But yeah, that is the last question after this hour and a half long episode. Was it really? Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. So this was a incredibly long episode of Skeptical Skeptics. <laughs> Actually, one of our longest, I think. Our very longest episode. How long is it? Right now, raw two hours. Um, uh, that's about <clears throat> like the same as Bigfoot, isn't it? Maybe. Yeah. So and this was fun for us. So and honestly, that's. As far as going back to the why, like that's, that's what we're here for. Yeah. I mean, that like we have fun doing this. So uh, the minute it stops being fun, honestly, as much as we love you guys, we'll probably quit. So, um, yeah, so it's fun. And that's why we're here. Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks so much for sticking it out. I mean, I, I honestly can't believe we're like 12 episodes away from our one year mark. It's crazy. Um, that honestly blows my mind. I remember when we were like on episode three, looking at all the podcasts that were like on episode 40 and 15, just being like, I don't know if we're ever going to get there. So, um, and, and the amounts of downloads and love and like, um, support that we get and, and people reaching out like is uh, legitimately, it makes it, it makes it fun. Right. Like, I mean, I, I love sitting here and talking to you, but I could go without the microphone in my face. So, um, you know, all that interaction and stuff, it really does matter and we do appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we say it a lot, but I'll say it again. Like, you know, it all's because of you guys. So we really appreciate it. If there's anything we can ever do for you or let you know or or anything like that, please let us know. Um, like I said, jump on that YouTube channel. Uh, that way we could do another ghost hunt soon, and and hopefully you guys will enjoy that. Thanks. Bye.
So I want to take a moment to talk about Podcoin. It's a new app that's out there that actually pays you to listen to podcasts, which considering you're listening to our podcast, I would think maybe you're interested in this. Um, for every 10 minutes that you listen to it, you're going to get something called a Podcoin, which you can use to rack up uh, gift cards or stuff for charity. So like we do calories for dogs or like dog food as Rachel so adamantly wants me to call it, but they count it in calories. And so dad gummit, we've donated like 9,000 calories to pups. Um, it's pretty great. So no other podcast app lets you do that. So check it out. Podcoin use our promo code skep skep S K E P S K E P all caps, no spaces, and you'll get 300 free pod coins, uh, for your session with Podcoin. It will never happen. <laughs> you wonder why he wakes up at 3 a.m. Like check oh. one, two, three. Okay. Check one, two, that three. Was super rude. Check my the middle check. of talking. <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Check one, two, three. Check, check. Your turn. No, 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 no. Come on. Come on. Come on. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> Mike, check. Oh, I why? I I'm perfectly good at it. Why? Remember? Yes, but why when I... You literally waited until I started doing my mic check to do it. Because <laughs> I remember what I was saying. My, uh, yo, welcome. No. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ready? Ready? Welcome, everybody, to the Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. A Skeptical Skeptics Podcast. Mm.